Lucy Farm as he left the house of a friend late at night. More from Tony Fisher. A £10,000 reward is being offered to catch the killers of Paul Foster. In a written appeal, his wife Mandy says she's aware of the no-snitching culture in Luton among young black men, but urges people to come forward. Seven months before Mr Foster was killed, his nephew, 19-year-old Delaney Brown, was killed in a hit-and-run. Rival gang member Carl Beckford was jailed for his murder. Both deaths happened as a spate of shootings and gang-related crimes took place in Luton. Investigators searching for the missing Malaysian airliners say they've picked up more signals, potentially from the flight recorder. Two further transmissions were detected yesterday by the Australian ship Ocean Shield in the southern Indian Ocean. One lasted five and a half minutes, the other seven minutes. Angus Houston is the search coordinator. Ocean Shield has now detected four transmissions in the same broad area. Yesterday's signals will assist in better defining a reduced and much more manageable search area on the ocean floor. A woman from High Wycombe has died in hospital after a road crash on Monday morning. The 27-year-old driver was involved in a collision near Great Milton in Oxfordshire. She died in hospital in Oxford yesterday. Traders in Hemel Hempstead, Old Town, whose businesses are under pressure from overrunning roadworks, are being promised that the High Street will finally reopen by the middle of next week. The £1.3 million project for a one-way system was meant to be completed by October. In sport, Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2 victory over Tamworth. Ball played in by Howes, kind of lets it go. Going to throw, Sean, it's going to go in! It is in! Cameron McGeehan! Cullen's on his left, Cullen to make it two! And Cullen makes it 2-0! The Hatters host Braintree on Saturday, but will be champions tomorrow night if Cambridge lose at Woking. In the Championship, Watford beat Leeds 3-0 and Chelsea are through to the Champions League semi-finals after a 2-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain gave them victory on away goals. The weather sunny this morning, cloudier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I like the woodlands at the back. We walk up there all the time, grew up there, playing up there. It's all about where you live. Just come and have a look and I think you'll be drawn in. And all this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead. I love my town. I I adore it. it. I want to stop it for the world. Beautiful town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. I did not know David Dickinson lived there. We'll start the show in a minute. I just I need a little bit of need a little bit of old blue eyes. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru In Llama Land, there's a one-man band And he'll toot his flute for you Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue Once I get you up there Where the air is Just like starry-eyed Once I get you up there I'll be holding you so near You 
such a lovely day Just say the words and we'll beat the birds down to Acapulco Bay It's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly Once I get you up there Where the air is rarefied We'll just glide starry-eyed Once I get you up there I'll be holding you so near You may hear angels cheer Cause we're together Weather-wise, it's such a lovely day You just say the words and we'll beat the birds Down to Acapulco Bay It's perfect for a flying honeymoon They say, come fly with me Let's fly, let's fly Pack up, let's fly away Now we can start the show. I just wasn't feeling... I needed a little bit of old eyes. Old eyes to sing us some song. And he did. And now I'm ready. And we can do this crazy thing. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up today, a fresh appeal for witnesses. A wild goose chase for Justin... And 13 tonnes of rubbish and faeces for Bedford. I think Kelly's got some dibs on some of that. If you want to get in touch, uh, well, you can. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Bedford's been left a little present by some travellers passing through the area. It's nice of them. Yeah, it's 13 tonnes of building waste, rubbish and human faeces. And guess who's footing the bill? It's us! The council's looking to soften the blow to taxpayers by taking those responsible to court. So, if you know anything, it's time to speak up. Although, I'll be honest, I don't fancy their chances very much. Andy Walker is from the uh, charity Keep Britain Tidy. Morning, Andy. Good morning. This seems to be happening on a regular basis. How can we stop this from happening? Well, I think, um, you know, there is anti-litter legislation that does exist precisely to uh, enable um, communities, councils, local authorities, authorities to actually tackle, um, you know, what probably in this case would be classed as a, you know, form of fly tipping. And, um, you know, really the council is well within its rights to actually use that legislation to uh, try and tackle this particular issue. Well, funny, we spoke about fly tipping yesterday, um, and we're speaking about it again today. And it's all well and good having this legislation and these laws, but if you can't find the people, then you can't prosecute, you can't do anything, can you? Well, I mean, clearly, obviously, the enforcement issue, both with something like fly tipping and with uh, littering generally, 
is um, you know is you know is is, is the key thing here, um, and, and and you know we know from the work that we do that that you know that's one of the things that exercises the public quite significantly. You know they see flight and they see littering, but they don't see anyone who's actually been prosecuted for actually doing it. I mean clearly the council have got an issue in terms of actually proving who's actually done it because you know although you might have a strong suspicion why something's happened you have to have to catch people in the act so you either need photographic evidence video evidence to actually record what people have actually done but this is a real problem that's actually count costing um local authorities uh, somewhere in the region of about seventy-five million pounds a year—that's fly tipping alone. Blimey! And you know, when you look at it like that, and you look at the cuts that local authorities are having to make because of the savings that they're looking to make in terms of the budget, um, uh, you, you know, cuts—it's quite a significant amount to be spending on something that's actually illegal. So, um, you know, what we are seeing that we find across the country now is the local authorities are going down the enforcement route much more than what they did. But obviously the challenge is you correctly identify is to actually catch people in the act. Because you do need that evidence. That's the issue. It, oh gosh, I'm, I'm shocked by that amount of money, Andy. That's an incredible amount of money. Well, if you look at littering across the board, of course, you know, we've calculated that local authorities collectively in England are paying somewhere in the region of £1 billion pounds, uh, you know, to, um, you know, to clean up litter. Now, again, that, you know, we're talking litter there. Um, we're not talking about the bins, we're talking litter, you know, you know, stuff that's thoughtlessly and, in most cases, illegally dropped. We're better at litter, aren't we, Andy? I remember the 80s. There was litter everywhere. We're better now, aren't we? I think the signs are that we are getting better in certain areas, but there are certain types of litter, you know, the, you know whether it's um, dog fouling, chewing gum, uh, cigarette ends, that basically... Um, you know, are almost ever present uh, on our high streets that, you know, people do see and it really does exercise them quite significantly. So it's a problem that we do actually need to keep on top of and there's no room for any complacency. And as I say, when you look at the amount that it's actually costing, you know, the, the question that we would, you know, say to people is, um, you know, if you're, you know, if in your area, you know, we've got things happening like libraries closing down or reduced uh, our services for things like that, uh, and, and then local authorities are still spending millions on dealing with this problem. You know, it, it comes down to a simple question. When it comes to litter, where do you stand? Which side of the fence are you on? You know, are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? And sometimes people say, oh, well, enforcement, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? But actually, what we're finding is the public are saying, no, they want, they want council to take action on this issue because it's unsightly, it brings the tone of the neighbourhood down, but it also costs a fortune. Uh, litter is one of those things that I, well actually there's quite a few things thinking about it that I get angry about but it does annoy me because it's it, it's an easy problem to solve you don't put it on the floor that's it that's all you've got to do is don't you put it in your pocket or put it in the bin well it's interesting you mentioned the eight, you know, the 80s um, earlier about uh, you know we're better than then we, we ran a campaign in the 80s well, we said the solution to littering is in our hands, literally. Yeah. And you're right, don't drop it in the first place. Um, but if you do drop it, then there are consequences, and those consequences can include anything from a fixed penalty notice for being caught in the act or fines of tens of thousands of pounds if you actually repeatedly um, uh, you know, engage in things like fly-tipping. And, um, you know, we are seeing, as I said earlier, local authorities increasingly 
going down the enforcement uh, the enforcement route. And you know, our position on that would be that the law needs to support those local authorities in taking people um, to court where necessary, in finding them to show that it's actually unacceptable. Because what we really need to move to is a position where littering is seen as socially unacceptable. And if we get to that point, and the norm is not to drop litter, then you know we start to make inroads into what is a significant national problem that is costing an absolute fortune. Andy, I appreciate you coming on at a ridiculous time of the morning. It's an important message, so thank you very much. Andy Walker from Keep Britain Tidy. It does annoy me, litter, because as, it, as he says, it's easy for it not to be a problem. Put it in your pocket or put it in a bag or put it in the bin. That's all you've got to do. Slightly different when you're talking about fly tipping and, and um, travellers leaving 13 tonnes of building waste, rubbish, and human feces. 08459 455 555. We've decided this morning, via the communication of eye signals and thoughts, uh, we all got so excited by uh, a little bit of old eyes. Uh, the f- That's a strange nickname, old eyes. Old eyes. We got so excited by old eyes at the front of the, front of the show, the top of the show, or the start of the show, where, depending on uh, where you're from. Big band special today, is it? Yeah. Croon- crooners, big bands, should we have a bit of that? A bit of Tony Bennett a bit later on, a bit of Paul Anker? I think so, yes. Kelly, what, sorry, I, what? I was singing big band style. The reason, I tell you what, we'll, we'll tell them the reason we're on a big band tip... Uh, in a little bit, Kelly. Kelly met. Um, well, Kelly was um, wined and dined by a, a legend. Say legend. You won't know his name. Okay, Kelly was um, uh, wined by a man who has worked with legends. Is that a fair summary of the story about when you met Frank Sinatra's pianist Ian Gomes? Yes. Okay. Well, we won't say any more. Okay. We'll. Uh, we'll. We'll tell the story in a little bit, yeah? yeah? Okay. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Starting in Welling Garden City, as you head away from the centre of town on Bridge Street and onto Valley Road, things looking quite busy as you approach the A1M. Also in St Albans, Sandridge Road heavy going in both directions around Marshallswick. Major routes all looking good at the moment, everything very quiet on the speed sensors. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you prefer it, Alice? I was thinking about this the other day. Do you prefer it, Alice, when um, it's really busy on the roads and trains or when it's all quiet on the roads and trains? Which one do you prefer? Well, I, I would say prefer it when it's busy because there's more to mm. say, but then on the other hand, I don't want people to mm. be stuck in something horrible. Mm. Bit, bit selfish of you, isn't it? A yeah. little bit selfish. Mm. Alice, thanks very much. I think in that 30 seconds, we learnt more about Alice Glossop than we've learnt in the last six months. You're right, Kath. Do you need to go? You want to go to the. 616, it's Wednesday, the 9th of April. Two months from today, I'm going to be 41 years old. Yes! These are your news headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for 13 tonnes of rubbish left behind at an illegal traveller's site in the town. A United Nations worker shot dead in Somalia has been named as a 57-year-old former policeman, Simon Davis from Hatfield. And in sport, Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth. Makes me sick to the core. BBC Three Counties Radio.
every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise, and for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, Kelly Betts. You went to one of the swankiest places, not just in in London, in the world yesterday. What happened? I went to the Ritz. Hang on a second. Oh. Where did you go? I went to the Ritz. Wowzers. And that wasn't just um, to go and look at it or to go... You actually went there for, like, um, cakes and things. person. Wowzers. I went for afternoon tea. Where does she get the money from? Because afternoon tea at the Ritz, Catherine, who's joining me in my studio now, mm. if you want to create a, a visual image of this uh, scenario in your head, or indeed if you've got models, uh, is very, very expensive. Yes, it is. Okay, that wasn't... Okay, that was... I was expecting more of a response. I'll turn back to you, Kelly, who's in a different studio, again, if you're playing at home. Uh, so what, you went there, um, very expensive, but you, who did you meet? I met the pianist, Ian Gomes. Who? Ian Gomes. More Ian Gomes. No, not saying his name more. Who? Ian. Oh, more info. Uh, he was the pianist for Frank Sinatra. Wow. Elton John. He's played for the Queen. Hang on, Elton John is. Um, but yes, Elton John is a, a pianist. Yeah, but sometimes they need more. Okay. He's played yeah. for the Queen. Yeah. yeah. You name it, he's played for them. Okay. Go on, name it. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen the photos on his website. Yeah. He's even met Todd Carty. <laughs> Whoa! He's played yeah. for Tucker. Jim Davidson. Hey. Paul and Debbie McGee. Okay, we should have just stuck with the uh, FS old eyes. But also some, you know, proper stars. Wowzers, wowzers. And, yeah. and, and he, he took you up to um, his room? No. Now he must be quite old. He's 70. Uh, and he bought you and champagne. he does not look a day over 51. He bought you champagne? Yes. Um, and then what, he took you to someone's room, did he? He, showed, he gave us a little tour wow. of the Ritz. Wow. Beautiful there. Yeah, it's the Ritz. It's the Ritz. Yes, it's yeah. it's, it's the, the Rolls Royce. Of, here, does it? It's he, the Rolls Royce of hotels. He showed us to the room just outside of the room where yep. Margaret Thatcher died. Wow, gosh! Oh. And he told us about the song that he played for her. And uh, he's so interesting. Well, and we're going to play I, that. We're going to play that song today. Now, the very song that uh, Ian Gomes played for Margaret Thatcher. Um, I don't uh, it's this. That's a lie. Should we just go with it? We, we don't know for sure. You can't, that's true. Let's say it was this. Rising up, back on the street. Did my time, took my chances I went the distance, now I'm back on my feet Just a man with the will to survive And many times it happened too fast You change your passion for the glory Don't lose your grip on dreams of the past You gotta fight to keep them alive It's the eye of a 
tiger, dream of a fight, rising up to challenge a rival. The last known survivor stalks prey in the night, watching us all in the eye of the tiger. Hanging tough, staying hungry They stack the odds till we take them to the street We kill with a skill to survive Yes, it's the eye of the tiger It's the queen of the fight Rising up to challenge a rival And it's the last known survivor Who stalks in the night Watching us all in the Thumbs in, you're gonna break your thumb when you punch someone. Everyone knows that. English will finish. Big finish. Big Bang Special on BBC Three Counties Radio this morning. Thumb out when you punch, otherwise... But then you get a better knobbly knuckle if you've got your thumb no, in. No, 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 you break your thumb. Everyone knows that. We have a, a, Anna's listening to us in uh, a place I'd never heard of, Portlandia. Sounds made up. Oh, welcome to the magical kingdom of Portlandia, where all dreams come true. It's in Oregon, in the United States thereof. Oh, hello. Why would you listen, with the greatest of respect, Anna, why would you listen to this rubbish? Quality. What? Uh, yeah. You're supposed to say, why would you listen to this quality why would you program? Listen to, why would you listen to this quality program, Anna? Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call this morning. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now. To slightly more serious issues. A year ago, Paul Foster was shot dead outside his home in Luton. Although any suggested links were played down, his death coincided with a spate of shootings. Do you remember it? Was, there were was shootings 
pretty much every week a gun-related crime, wasn't there? Uh, a spate of shootings and gang-related crime which triggered a, a huge police clampdown. Twelve months on, the violence appears to have subsided, but Paul Foster's killer is still walking free. His family are once again appealing for information. Uh, Catherine Boyle has been uh, looking into this for us. Catherine, remind us what happened to Paul Foster. Well, Paul Foster was 46. He was married and he had children. He was shot outside a house in Brunel Road in Lusey Farm just before midnight on Tuesday, April the 9th last year. He died at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. It emerged that this was the second violent death in that family. Seven months before Mr Foster died, his nephew, 19-year-old Delaney Brown, was killed in a hit-and-run murder. A rival gang member, Kyle Beckford, was jailed for Delaney's murder. And both deaths, deaths happened, as you say, as a spate of shootings and gang-related crimes took place in Luton. It was quite incredible, because it was literally... There was a period where it was every week where either someone had been shot or a gun had gone off or... And it was incredible. I remember Justin just going out constantly to the scenes of gun-related crimes. Thank goodness, that's all that seems to have come to an end. Were there any strong leads for the police to pursue? At the time, Bedfordshire Police said because the shooting happened in a residential street, the local community was left feeling extremely vulnerable. Police had some leads, including a white transit van that was seen in the Brunel Road area, which was thought to be connected to the shooting, and a forensic examination was being carried out on a silver BMW and a silver Vauxhall Corsa found abandoned in the area of the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. But, I'm afraid, to date nobody's been charged over Mr Foster's death. What has uh, Paul Foster's family been saying? They say that Paul was loving, kind, a compassionate son, husband, father, uncle and friend. Paul's wife Mandy is calling for anyone with information about Paul's death to come forward and help. Um, We've been given a written statement from Mandy. It says, it deeply saddens me that I'm here today making an appeal one year after Paul's death and his murderers have not been brought to justice. Mandy Foster says she's aware that the community that we're living in and the no-snitching culture, especially among our young black men... Shortly after the shooting, Paul's father, Neville Foster, spoke of the devastating effect it had had on his family. I can say right now, it is giving us a problem, mentally, mentally. When I spoke to the mother, the mother said that the baby is still asking for his father, and he's going to Jamaica to look for his father. Paul is a very loving son. I look to Paul every Christmas to bring gifts for both me and his mother. Everybody loved Paul. Paul is loving by the community. That was Paul's dad, Neville Foster, and you'll be speaking to him in about an hour's time. Mandy Foster, Paul's wife, also refers to what she describes as the ongoing trust issues between our young black men and the police. So she's directing her appeal for help at the young people in the community, as well as their parents. She believes someone must know something. Her statement also refers to individuals who have deliberately chosen to hinder the police in their inquiries, possibly because of a lack of trust. What are Bedfordshire police saying about this? Well, detectives say they've received some helpful information since the investigation was launched, but not enough evidence to bring a prosecution for what they are describing as an abhorrent crime. Um, The police admit they know that there are a number of people who can provide information in relation to the build-up to this shooting and the events of the night in question. Bedfordshire police also say that if police have, uh, sorry, if people have concerns for themselves or their own family, they should talk to officers about the problem. They're also keen to stress that assisting them does not make anyone an informant, adding that until we change this view, we will always find it incredibly difficult to bring those cowards who run around with guns to justice. The police say that Paul Foster's loved ones deserve to see those responsible being brought to justice. And there's a £10,000 reward, isn't there, for information leading to a conviction? That's right. Uh, that remains on offer. That's from Crime Stoppers, that reward, a charity Crime Stoppers. Um, and I think that first came to light in October, so that's been 
on offer for a while. Bedfordshire police are making their customary appeal for information no matter how small. And if anyone is worried about providing details about what happened to the police, then Crime Stoppers is someone they can go to anonymously. The number for that is 0800 555 That's 0800 555 The Foster family, meanwhile, are urging people not to make this all about the police and the difficulties which they may have encountered with the local force in the past. They want it to just be concentrated on Paul and finding out what happened. There's also a plea that people with information consider Paul's family, especially his children, referring to their anguish, the heartache and the pain, the unanswered questions and the indescribable grief, uh, especially compounded by not knowing how this has happened. Catherine, thank you very much for that. I'll see you for the papers in a little bit. If you want to take part in the newspapers, I tell you what, there's, not, there's, there's hardly anything in the newspapers at all today. If you want to take part in, I don't know, help us out, 08459 455 555. It's 6.30, BBC Three Counties Radio. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, we've got reports. One lane is blocked between Junction 25 for Enfield and 26 for Waltham Abbey because a lorry's broken down. Then on the speed sensors in Luton, Vauxhall Way is slow in both directions between the Airport Way and Eton Green Road. Also, Airport Way itself looking heavy as you approach the Kidneywood roundabout heading towards the M1. And again, in Dunstable, the A5 northbound, quite busy at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for what he's described as a disgusting and disgraceful mess left behind at an illegal traveller's site in the town. The council has begun clearing 13 tonnes of rubbish, including human faeces left behind in a lay-by on Norse Road. United Nations worker shot dead in Somalia has been named as a 57-year-old former policeman, Simon Davis, from Hatfield. And an appeal to find the killers of Luton man Paul Foster is being renewed exactly a year after his death. 46-year-old Mr Foster was shot in Brunel Road in Lucy Farm as he left the house of a friend late at night. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth with goals from Cameron McGeehan and Mark Cullen. The Hatters host Braintree on Saturday, but will be champions tomorrow night if Cambridge lose at Woking. His assistant manager, Terry Harris. I think in an ideal world that, that would be the case, yeah, because, you know, you, you, you're, you're at the home. Um, obviously the cameras, we, we need to put a performance in front of the cameras anyway. We haven't really done that that much. Um, but, you know, we, we set out at uh, the 1st of July last year to, to, to win this league, um, and however it comes. In the Championship, Watford beat Leeds 3-0 with goals from Alman Abdi, Akechi Anya and Troy Deeney. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. Got a little bit sloppy in the middle of the middle of the game, but uh, obviously the third goal killed the game off, really, and it was whether or not we were going to go on and get more, really, because, uh, you know, I have to be honest, I didn't think Leeds really threatened us too much tonight. Chelsea are through to the Champions League semi-finals after Denver Bar's late goal gave them a 2-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain. Bar's goal sent Jose Mourinho's side through on away goals. Good guy, good professional, good group man. I'm very happy. And his enthusiasm was, was fantastic and he started giving problems to Paris, that problems, problems that normally they don't have in their league because it's a complete different style of approach. I'm so happy that he scored the goal because the goal means 
It means a lot for him and it means a lot for the club. Tonight, Manchester United go to Bayern Munich after a one-all draw in the first leg. Milton Keynes-Dons are now six points off the League One playoff places after Peterborough beat Gillingham 2-0. The Dons and Peterborough both have five games to play. And a new National Badminton League featuring a team from Milton Keynes is to start later this year. The new league will have six teams and games will be played monthly. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Mm. Uh, Big Band Special. I'm excited about next week. Why? Am I in next week? Yes, for a bit. We're only doing four days next week, aren't we? Is that the week when we only do four days? Is that the week I'm off? I think I'm off next week. The whole thing? Yeah. Did you just burp? No. I think I'm off next week. I was excited. Well, the reason I was excited is because we were going to play records every day leading up to uh, World Record Day. But I might be off, so that's a shame. So that's a great loss for music. Well, it is. We will have a, we'll have a, a week of records. I'll bring in some records every day, and we'll play a record every day, and then on the Friday we'll play four records. Oh, that'll be good. It will be good, mate. Is that the response you wanted? Warwick's on the line. Morning, Warwick. Oh, morning, lad. Hey, I, I, I'll get it. Not today, Geoffrey. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is very the... Very poor. Very poor, indeed. Should we have a little bit of Tony Bennett? Always, yeah. I met Tony Bennett. Well done. No, uh, I, I met him... I've told this story before, but I, it's my only Tony Bennett... Not ben- to me, you haven't. I'll do my interested face. Or your sarcastic face. They're similar. I was on a Radio, a radio 4 programme with yes. Tony Bennett, Loose Ends. Mm. Mm. And uh, he was interviewed by... Who was the fellow that used to do Loose Ends? Len ne- Bennett. Ned Sherin. Ned Sherin. Ed Sheeran. Ned, Sh- Ned Sherin. Mm. And uh, Ned Sherin interviewed Tony Bennett. Mm. And then when the interview had finished, Tony mm. Bennett he sat back in his chair, put his hands on his chest, closed his eyes and he fell asleep. Oh, you have told me that story before. Oh, oh dear. She went and dined on Mulligan stew Never wished for turkey She hitched and hiked and grifted Two from Maine to Albuquerque Alas, she missed the Mozart's ball And what is twice as sad She was never at a party Where they honored no cat But social circles spin too fast to see Hope Bohemia is the place to be She gets too hungry for dinner at eight She likes the theater but never comes late She never bothers with people she hates That's why the lady is a train She don't like crap games with barons and earls Won't go to Harlem and Ehrman and Pearls Won't dish the dirt with the rest of the girls That's why the lady is a tramp She likes the free, fresh wind in her hair Life without care She's broke, it's open, hates California It's cold and it's damp That's why the lady is a tramp
likes the free, fresh wind in her hair. Life without care. She's broke. It's okay. Takes California. It's cold and it's damp. That's why the lady is a tramp. That's why the lady is a tramp. Perfect sense. Great theory. Yeah. Hey, Tony Bennett. I saw him in concert at the Royal Albert Hall as well. Did he sleep through that? No, he didn't. He was good. He was very good. Pro, you see. Yeah, exactly. You don't get that. Your Chris Martins, your um, Lady Gagars, your um, Bucks Fizzes, your big stars are now. They won't be performing uh, in 80 years' time. Tony Bennett didn't need to strut around in a meat dress to get your attention, no. He did a, he did, he did a version of that with Lady Gaga, though. Yes. Silly. I'll so-and-so. He thought she was funny, didn't he? Here's something, right? Mm, yes. Um, went to see the... I don't think I've said this on the radio. Went to see um, the Muppet movie. Yes. And they showed a trailer for Postman Pat, the movie. Right, there's no need for that. No, no, and, and it gets worse, right? Because you saw it, you think, oh, OK, I can see what they've done there. That's, that's kind of cute. Summer holiday's coming up. All right, fine. Um, but it's, it's like CGI, so it's not the stop-frame animation. OK, so, oh, oh, OK, I... I can understand why they've done that. Postman Pat, in it, they have a talent competition. No. X Factor styley. No. That's hosted by Sa- Simon Cowbell. Stop this now! So Postman Pat wins, right, and he gets through... Doing, he gets through to the... I'm Simon Cowbell, and I've got to say, Pat, you're the best thing I've ever seen. So he gets through to the final, right? So that's ridiculous. One ridiculous thing. There's three ridiculous things. One ridiculous thing. Second ridiculous thing is to replace Postman Pat when he's off doing the X Factor at boot camp. They get hundreds of robot Postman Pats Mm. who then go wrong. And what do they want to do? They want to take over the world. Second wrong thing. Third wrong thing that's the most wrong thing. It's not Postman Pat's voice. Do you know whose voice it is? No. Stephen Mangan. Poor man Steve Coogan. Stephen Mangan, my nemesis, is... I don't get Mangan. I don't get Mangan. He sounds a little bit like you. I think he's very pleasant. He sounds a little bit like me, did you say? <clears throat> I don't think there's any need to mess with Postman, Pat. No, what's, what is wrong? OK, and here's, I'm gonna, this question is to you, dear listener, I want you to phone up and answer it. What's wrong with Gentle? What is wrong with Gentle? We like Postman, Pat. Because it's gentle. Yes, Post and Pat special delivery service where well, they gave him a helicopter. That was stupid. ridiculous. That I, was stupid. That's when it? I stopped. That's that when was, I lost faith with Pat. I like Pat Classic, OK? Uh, I like Ted Glenn. You know there's a Ted Glenn song as well. Have you heard the Ted Glenn song? Yes. Da-na-na-na. Ted Glenn. Da-na-na-na. Ted Glenn. Da-na-na-na. Ted Glenn. Da-na-na-na. Ted Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> I like that. I like, I like that. that. You know where what? it's going. There are no surprises. What's wrong with Gentle? What is wrong with Gentle? I don't want my four year And I'm not going to take them to see this film now. And all the way through the trailer, I'm sat there. And I'm, I'm, I'm out loud. I'm going, oh, no. Oh, no. And my boy's going, what's wrong, Dada? Going, no, nothing. Oh, no. 
My boys are never going to see this film. This will be their what the equivalent I had in the eighties was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where I couldn't I couldn't sit, wasn't allowed to sit in the eighties. I had to hunt down a dodgy VHS in Camden Market in my twenties. This will be the same thing for them. They're not watching it. What's wrong with Gentle? We like Postman Pat because it's gentle and because he has some silly bumbling adventures, but there's nothing too big. Sometimes he mixes a letter up. No yeah. one gets killed. Or there's there's a sto- there's a wind blow. What do they call it? A, a breeze. A a gust. And the letters get blown up into a tree and he's got to get, get help to get the letters out. Yeah. Or Ted Glenn um, makes an ice cream maker that goes crazy. Or Mrs Goggins loses her ball of wool. Or she, she lost her glasses once. The dog had put it inside um, Postman Pat's sack. That dog. Now, that's fine. I don't want... I don't want my boys to know who Simon Cowbell is. I don't want them to know. There's a reason they don't watch The X Factor. Four-year-olds shouldn't be watching that. If you, can I just ask, if you're a parent, do you let your four-year-old children watch The X Factor? It's not a bit late, isn't it? Well, I, well, I guess you can days. watch it any time. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Do you let your four-year-old children watch The X Factor? I don't want my boys to watch The X Factor to know who Simon Cowbell is. I don't want Postman Pat to be robot, robotic and to try and take over the world. And I don't want Stephen Mangan. I do. I think he's delightful. What have you found in the papers? A disabled man rammed a workman's van in fury. That's in, in that's in Dorset, isn't it, Fury? No, Burnley. Oh. A disabled man rammed a workman's van in fury in Burnley in his four-mile-per-hour electric wheelchair. I don't think he was doing four miles. That would hurt, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. That's a silly thing to do, ramming an inanimate object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kurt Bake Barron... Kurt Barron, not Keith Barron. Keith Hap- Barron. Hapless du- holidaymaker, Duty Free. Duty Free is... It wasn't him. Duty Free is um, doing a live tour. Great. Gentle. Yeah. Uh, slightly... Bit naughty. But, you, you know, saucy British postcard humour. Yeah. It was, that, on, mm. it was on at 8.30, so kids wouldn't be watching that. Unless they're the kids of today, which they wouldn't be. It was 30 years ago. I never saw the appeal of Keith Barron. He seemed to get an, an awful lot of implied action. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was, you know... Carry on with the story. Then. Anyway, Kurt Barron, not Keith Barron. Yeah, Keith Barron has never, as far as we know, rammed any inanimate object in his wheelchair. Kurt Barron is 40, but he was so... And that's not what made him angry. He was so angry two electricity engineers had parked outside his home, he used the chair to shove safety barriers into the road. Well... Yeah, you would. If you're in a wheelchair, that's how you would move about. Barron is said to have earlier attacked a blind pal. Oh. Also nearly ran down a woman oh, pushing dear. a pram, a court oh. oh, he's got a lot of anger. He's very angry. He then careered into the van and took a hammer to it, old blind young on, causing £2,000 worth of damage. Barron, below of Nelson, Lancashire. Oh, he's not from Fury. Also threatened a worker and a cop. Then stabbed his own leg. Oh, what? Oh, this is taking a dark turn. It's, this was supposed to be the funny story. He got a two-year supervision order after admitting criminal damage and having a weapon at Burnley Crown Court. I was going to use this to um, do my I saw someone getting rammed by a wheelchair in Milton Keynes I story. I saw someone getting rammed by, by a wheelchair, wheelchair in Milton Keynes. But to be fair, the wheelchair user had been bibbing quietly behind them for quite some time but she just became enraged yeah. sped up and the person in front ended up virtually on her lap no you gotta be careful there was an altercation of a verbal nature and the wheelchair rammer sped off when i'm pushing my mum in her wheelchair not the the electric because they, they're really heavy but she's in the the manual and people people uh, think it's acceptable to kind of like cut in front yeah and then slow down a bit. It's well, a bit like when you get... push when you push in a push chair, you become yep. like pedestrian lorry. That's yep. how people see you. Well, those You've people, got to be caught up. Those people get their ankles clipped. That's all I'm saying. Oh, those really? people get their ankles clipped. I'm trying to find a story about the future of um, 
Strictly Come Dancing. I can't find it. Let's have the travel with Alice, and then uh, we'll see if we can dig it up. Because if this story is true, well, here's something for you, dear listener. I'm quitting show business. Oh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise, heavy going now between Junction 25 for Enfield and 26 for Waltham Abbey. On the speed sensors, the A1M southbound is building up around Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Harpenden, the High Street, busy in both directions around the station road. And also in Luton, Vauxhall Way is now slow as you approach Eaton Green Road and that's away from the airport way. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 6.45, it's Wednesday the 9th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for 13 tonnes of rubbish left behind at an illegal travellers' site in the town. A United Nations worker shot dead in Somalia has been named as a 57-year-old former policeman, Simon Davis, from Hatfield. And in sport, Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth. That's, you know, I mean... Yeah, and... Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's a bright and sunny start to the day, similar to yesterday. Quite chilly out there. Most places got away with it, but some reports of a sparkle or two of grass frost this morning. But it shouldn't last for too long now. The sun is up. Now, this sunshine, get out and enjoy it this morning because it's not going to last, I'm afraid. The cloud rolls in as we head through the middle part of the day and into this afternoon. It's predominantly cloudy. The wind a lot lighter than it was yesterday. So it is actually going to be a bit warmer than it was yesterday. We're looking at a maximum of 15, maybe 16 Celsius this afternoon. This evening starts off cloudy. Middle part of the night, it'll thin and break. We'll get some uh, clear spells. That's going to allow the temperature to drop as the wind a lot lighter as well. So again, the low single figures, the minimum temperature, another chilly night on the cards. And Thursday is actually looking similar to today. Bright sunny start tomorrow, cloud increasing through the afternoon, but the temperature staying similar around 15, 16 Celsius. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town is steeped in history. You've got Berkhamstick Castle within the town. Inviting everyone to where you live. A little gem within Hertfordshire. And it's as if it's been picked up from somewhere like the Cotswolds or something and dropped here. And all this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead. I love my town. I love my town. I really love it for the world. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. I like St Peter's Church. It's lovely to go and sit in if you want to. Quaint little market town that's really lively and buzzy. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Berkhamsted is a lovely place to live. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, OK, we're celebrating the magic of uh, the big bands, the, uh, the, old, the old style crooners today. We've got three queued up. We're only playing one. Simple as. So, Kelly Betts. Why are we only playing one? Because we only play four songs an hour. We've got 12 minutes left. Yeah, and we're going to talk for those 12 minutes. Really? And we're going to... These songs are three minutes... One of them's three and a half. So, I'm going to let you pick... I think you should play two. I'm not going to. But I'll let you pick which one we play. I think you should play Dean Martin and then play Ella Fitzgerald. Well, I'm only going to play one of those. Why can't you play both? Because we, we only play four songs an hour. You could play one until 6.51 and no. then you could play another one at 6.56. Pick one, otherwise I pick. This one, Dean Martin. There we go.
praying for rain in California So the grapes can grow and they can make more wine And I'm sitting in a honky in Chicago With a broken heart and a woman on my mind Match the man behind the bar for the jukebox And the music takes me back to Tennessee And they ask who's a fool in the corner crying I say a little old wine drink of me Came here last week from down in Nashville Cause my baby left for Florida on a train I thought I'd get a job and just forget her But in Chicago, a broken heart is still the same The man behind the bar for the jukebox And the music takes me back to Tennessee When they ask who's a fool in the corner Crying, I say, a little Someone's playing the harmonica, and the uh, what, what do we say? Now we can't call it the Jews harp. What do they call it? The mouth harp now. Anyway, this this is this is a story in the newspaper. If this comes true, I don't believe it. If this comes true, uh, and um, by the way, what's the name of the cowboy who posted on my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee official? A cowboy. There was a cowboy who posted a posted a rather um, snarky, sarky, wacky little comment. That he, doesn't sound like people who post on Facebook. No, he used to post on um, Three Counties, and I'm, I may have banned him for being an idiot, so he posted on mine. Oh. Um, what's this cowboy's name? He's wearing a cowboy hat in his picture. Uh, Peter Harper. Thank, thank Christ radios have an off button. Well, I went, I went for him. I was bored. Five posts I did. First one, oh, go away, you silly sausage. Second one, nice cowboy hat, by the way. Third one. And luckily, Facebook has a search feature, so you could take the time to find me and then leave a pointless cow- comment, cowboy. And then, fourthly... Because the, the thing, just to remind you, he said, thank Christ, radios have an off button. I wrote, and I'd thank Marconi. Oh. He invented the radio. Oh. Did he respond? No. So my last one is, cowboy, I can do this all day. <laughs> and he's not responded. So Peter Harper, if you want to come back and have some bants on the Facebook, then you can. But this news might please Peter Harper. Because if this story is true, I'm quitting show business. Right. Strictly Come Dancing, Bruce Forsyth. I don't like people who say Forsyth, it's Forsyth. What do you say? 
Uh, Bruce Forsyth. What do you say, Kelly? Brucey. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Good answer. Uh, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> what are you doing? Bruce impression. Oh. Anyway, he's off Strictly. Yesterday, they were the people are speculating: is it going to be um, An- uh, Anton de Beek, real name Tony Beek, Anton de Beek, real name Tony Beek? Uh, is it going to be uh, the lady with the eyes, who was a friend of mine for a while, and then we didn't? Uh, lady with the eyes. What's her name? Claudia yep. Winkleman. Won't be her. They won't have two chicks doing the show. Um, chicks. Uh, other people have been named. Today, they've thrown another name into the mix, and if this happens, I'm out of here. I'm walking out of here, quitting show business. I won't do the thing about standing on the desk and the. We that's not going to. But I will quit it's show business. Anyway. It is dangerous, and, and people complained when I said that last time. Nick Knowles. Oh, God, I heard you from yeah. in. I heard you from in there. Wowzers. Nick Knowles. Firstly, I've got two things to say about this. Yes. One, I didn't know that you were in show business, so for you to quit seems odd. It's like me saying I'm going to quit. The music industry. In the Olympics. But you're not, you're not in the Olympics. I'm in show exactly. business. I'm in the business exactly. of show. Okay. Secondly, we'll talk, yes. Nick Knowles, really? Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. You might as well put Handy Andy really? in. What's the, what's, <laughs> what's the relevance? Andrew, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Nick Knowles. He's, they, kind of, they do like him at the BBC. He's hosted a couple of Saturday night shows. He hosts a terrible daytime quiz show in the daytime. He's kind of my show business nemesis. nemesis. Oh, another one. Anemone. Apart from Stephen Mangan. Well, but Ma- Ma- Mangan is not really a nemesis. He's my enemy. <laughs> Shouldn't we have someone who has dancing experience? Yes. Who could it be? Wayne Sleep. Oh, no. Um, who else dances? Louis Spence. Louis Spence, yeah, that's not bad. That's, that's a good bad. shout. Yeah, because they like... Um, Saturday Night BBC Television famously likes um, gays. Only comedy ones. Only comedy ones, and we don't want to know what they get up to. But uh, Larry Grayson, sorry, Mum. Um, uh, Dale Winton. Um, uh, Is he gay? And Louis Spence. Uh, so that, that would be a good suggestion. Who else? Who else could do it? Who's, who, who likes... Uh, An actual dancer we need. A little bit of dancing. Michael, th- Michael Crawford. <laughs> he doesn't dance. He does. He bellows! He does. He's very light in his feet. He's not a dancer. He is. Have you not seen uh, Arthur Sixpence? That... Tommy Steele! Oh, yeah. That wasn't Michael Crawford. <laughs> in Arthur Sixpence. Cliff Richards. I could see Cliff Richards doing it. Cliff Richards would be really good. Would be good. Who else? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Who else could host it? I'm trying to think. There's got to be more... Um, who, who dances? No one dances. Kevin Bacon. Oh, man. He'll do out. He will. He'll do those terrible adverts, won't he, for a mobile phone company? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, all right. Mm. We can go fantasy, can't we? We can go... We can go fantasy if you want, Catherine. Let's do that. Oh, you mean about... Oh, the... uh, no, I meant, you know, famous dancers. Hey, how are them crunches going? Oh, I forgot to do them last night. Yeah, My mum came so. over. I'll just do a few now. Yeah. Now, don't do it now. Please. Honestly, I do not want to see that. Oh, God, no. she laying on our front? No. <laughs> it's hard... Does it only have to go this far, right? Yes, like, you're just lifting your head. It's a crunch. I can see your belly. <laughs> doesn't sound like she's putting any effort She. In. The thing is, it doesn't sound like it. Look, she's just laughing now on the floor, showing her belly off. That's actually good for your stomach muscles. I can see it. Come on. Are you see sure there's no like time for Ella Fitzgerald? No. Really? Tight like a tiger. There's no time for Ella Fitzgerald. We'll do, we'll do it to, to, uh, next. I'm, I'm off next week, Kelly, so I can't play records. 
Um, I think I'm off next oh, week. Oh, do you know what we could, we could do? What? You could play records. I'm saying records like that because that's how you say it. What's the right, what other way is that saying it? Records. What? Anyway, you could play them after record day. I will do. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, phone in. Oh, yeah. I've got an idea. Go on. Five thousand. How much do you dislike Nicky Knowles? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Apart from the Strictly Come Dancing fantasy host. Yeah. This an undrivable fifty-five-year-old three-wheel bubble car that spent almost three decades rusting away in a barn yesterday sold for five and a half thousand pounds. What? It's a nineteen fifty-nine BMW Isetta three thousand three hundred. Went to a British collector. Can we do big man in a small car phoning? I don't know what that is. Are you a big man in a small car? Call me now. But 08459 That's not really going to take off, is I it? I said, would you like one of these bubble cars? You said yes, but I would look silly in it. No, I didn't say that. Oh, that's what I read from what That's you what you made up. I, I said, uh, yeah, it will be funny. Can you imagine me getting out of that car? Yeah, well, that's what I like. Out of a tiny car. If you drive a small car, you become everyone's... Um, victim. Bi- uh, victim. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. What I would love, and I used to think, when someone, people were bearing down on me in my tiny Vauxhall Corsa, what? I used to think, I wish I, I was about a your big teenage. man. <laughs> I wish I was a big man and I could get out of this car. I, I wasn't, I was a rather small woman. But if you're a big man, do you have any idea car? what she's talking about? She's done three crunches and the blood and adrenaline has, has blown her tiny little mind. Are you a big man in a small car? Call me now. Don't, what, don't worry about it. People but, have fun with that. Just carry on driving. What's the point of it? People have fun with that. What fun? Because people take the mic in, then you get out of the car and you surprise them by being a big man in a small car. But why? But how does that translate to an interesting... Um, I'm tempted to quit show business now. How does that tr- <laughs> translate into an interesting phone-in? Um, car songs, call people, me now. People, no. love, people love a small car. Yeah, so what? And people love big men. Put together. Phone's not... Phone in heaven. Oh, goodness sakes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. The M1 London bound also starting to look busy between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The A1M southbound busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage and the A1 southbound a heavy going between Stirling Corner and the Watford Bypass. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Well, there's an interesting suggestion on Twitter from Rebecca for Strictly Lionel Blair. What do you reckon, Catherine? Did you see what he did in that Big Brother house? Yeah, I saw what a lot of people didn't see as well. Very naughty, man. Very naughty. Here's the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. The headlines. Bedford Mayor's anger over traveller clear-up. Hertfordshire UN worker killed in Somalia. And Luton Town just one win from promotion. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for what he's described as a disgusting and disgraceful mess left behind at an illegal traveller's site in the town. The council has begun clearing 13 tonnes of rubbish, including human faeces left behind in a lay-by on Norse Road. 
Meanwhile, Toddington Parish Council is facing a bill of thousands of pounds to clear rubbish and human waste after travellers camped on a football pitch and recreation ground. Andy Walker is from Keep Britain Tidy. You are only photographic evidence, video evidence to actually record what people have actually done. But this is a real problem that's actually costing local authorities uh, somewhere in the region of about £75 million a year. A United Nations worker shot dead in Somalia has been named as a 57-year-old man from Hertfordshire. Former Metropolitan Police Officer Simon Davis from Hatfield was killed with a French colleague when a gunman opened fire at an airport. An appeal to find the killers of Luton man Paul Foster is being renewed exactly a year after his death. 46-year-old Mr Foster was shot in Brunel Road in Lucy Farm as he left the house of a friend late at night. More from Tony Fisher. A £10,000 reward is being offered to catch the killers of Paul Foster. In a written appeal, his wife Mandy says she's aware of the no-snitching culture in Luton among young black men, but urges people to come forward. Seven months before Mr Foster was killed, his nephew, 19-year-old Delaney Brown, was killed in a hit-and-run. Rival gang member Carl Beckford was jailed for his murder. Both deaths happened as a spate of shootings and gang-related crimes took place in Luton. Investigators searching for the missing Malaysia an airliner say they've picked up more signals potentially from the flight recorder. Two further transmissions were detected yesterday by the Australian ship Ocean Shield in the southern Indian Ocean. One lasted five and a half minutes, the other seven minutes. A woman from High Wycombe has died in hospital after a road crash on Monday morning. The 27-year-old driver was involved in a collision near Great Milton in Oxfordshire. She died in hospital in Oxford yesterday. Toyota's announced it's recalling more than six million cars, including 35,000 in the UK. The company says it's discovered faults that could deactivate airbags, cause seats to move while people were driving and break steering columns. In sport, Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth. Ball played in by Howes, kind of lets it go. Going to fall, Sean, it's going to go in! It is in! Cameron McGeehan! Cullen's on his left, Cullen to make it two! And Cullen makes it two! The Hatters host Braintree on Saturday but will be champions tomorrow night if Cambridge lose at Woking. In the Championship, Watford beat Leeds 3-0 and Chelsea are through to the Champions League semi-finals after a 2-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain gave them victory on away goals. The weather, sunny this morning but cloudier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Walking along the towpath, I love. Canal's lovely, especially this time of year. It's all about where you live. It's attractive, it's friendly and you would enjoy it. And there's a nice atmosphere, so it's a great community. And all this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead. I think everybody here is very, very lucky indeed. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give me a call this morning, you can do. The way it works for the new listener uh, is I throw out bits and pieces that we're talking about. You can also call in about anything you fancy as well. It's all a little bit, um, I don't want to say ramshackle, hit and miss. No, they're both uh, derogatory terms. We throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. That's kind of how it works, isn't it, Catherine? Yeah, definitely. I'll have some of that. 08459 455 555. Some of the things we're talking about this morning include a fresh appeal for witnesses, a wild goose chase for Justin Dealey, and 13 tonnes of rubbish and faeces for Bedford. And for some reason, are you a big man in a small car? 
I don't quite know how that's going to work. I'll let Catherine deal with that if and when we get any calls on it. We won't. Cross beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Just explain the setup to me again. Someone just bought a bubble car, a yes. collector, for five and a half thousand pounds. So that's they can't the story. Drive it, they just want to own it. That's the story you're pegging it on. We what do you spoke- want the listeners to say? Well, when I said to you, "Would you buy that?" Yes. You said, "Yeah, it'd be cool." Can you imagine me in it? And that. Person- no, I didn't say that. Again, you're misquoting me. I said, "Can you imagine me, a tall man, getting out of it?" Yes. That's, that's- so. That's what I did. Big man, small car. Yes. Are you one? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. They phone up and say yes. Well, right, so let's do it. Okay, hope. let's. Do, I'm a caller. You're the host. Okay. Good morning. You're listening to BBC Three Counties Radio. The phones are going wild. Thank you very much. You're not allowed to lie on the BBC. No, because they will be if I'm presenting. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the number to call. I think there might be one line free there. Uh, Ian is in uh, the next studio. Ian, what have you got to tell me? Morning, Kath. Hi. Hang on, let's do let's do let's do this properly. Hang on a second. I'm going to phone, I'm going to phone you up. Hang on. Oh. If we're going to do it, we're going to oh, do. I have to get elaborate about it. What's the phone number? Oh eight four five nine. Yeah. All right, Kels. You're obsessed with the number. Right. She loves that number. Okay, I'm calling you. At this point, I'm or oh, I'm playing a record or a trail or something. Hello, three counties. Okay, can I ask who's calling? Oh, hi, Steve. Whereabouts are you calling from? Bedford. All right, stay on the line. Uh, Fader 2 is Steve from Bedford. Morning, Steve. What can we do for you today? Morning, Catherine. Great show today. It's bonkers. Are you from Woo! Bedford? What are you talking like that for? Because I've moved down uh, south from up north. It's bonkers. Whereabouts up north? Newcastle. Yay. Uh, okay. Anyway, I've called in. You're doing a phone-in today about big men in little cars. Yes. Are you one? Yes. Brilliant. Thank you. I told him it would work. If you're one, 08459 Yeah, that was great. Thanks very much. What kind of car have you got, Steve? A mini. And how tall are you? Six foot two. Congratulations. You're a big man in a small car. See, that's Did how it I win five pounds? No, what you win is bragging rights. It's not, it's not really working. Oh, I, I mean, there's will, no. I think it will be brilliant. There's no. Um, I think it's got oh, legs. Steve, it's great. Bit. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to Steve on the line. Hello, hello, Steve. Oh, he's been cut off. That's disappointing. It just don't work, Catherine. We'll see about that. And we, we, we we've had no phone calls about it. They're trying to unfill themselves from the car. Okay. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Are you a big man in a small car? Now, on to slightly more serious issues, if you don't mind. 13 tonnes of rubbish left behind by travellers in Bedford is now having to be cleared up at the taxpayer's expense. The waste, which included rubble, window frames, slate tiles and a significant amount of human faeces, was left in a lay-by off North, North Road last week. Toddington Parish Council is also looking at spending thousands to clear rubbish and human waste after travellers invaded their local football pitch and recreation gown, uh, ground. Uh, Justin's been talking to people there this morning. Morning, Just. Hello, Ian. Uh, so what's been going on? What have you What have you found? Well, uh, people are not happy. I'm currently by the Glebe Recreation Ground. Uh, the travellers arrived here last Thursday evening. Um, there's still lots of mess on that field. Um, some of the locals are reluctant to talk about what's been happening and their feelings. However, I did speak to one local just a, a few moments ago, and here's what he had to say. 
Good morning, sir. What's your reaction to what's been happening here in Toddington recently? Well, I just think it's an absolute disgrace that they're allowed to pitch up wherever they want. Um, we're having to pick up the bill. Absolutely disgraceful. They pay no taxes. And I, I, I just... Well, I've, I've just had enough of them. And what's the answer? More sites which aren't legal sites, surely? Um, I think people say, well, we don't want those near us. Well, we do. Um, the thing is, it, it's always, you know, they seem to be thieving. As I say, they're paying no taxes. I really don't know what the answer is. Sure, some are paying taxes, though, to be Well, fair. some. The minority, yeah. But there's always trouble whenever they pitch up anywhere. Um, I, I just think, you know, the ordinary taxpayers had enough of them. And what's the feeling like here in Sonnington amongst other people that you're talking to about what's been happening here, not once but twice, of course? Well, it's pretty much the same as my reaction. You know, everybody's just had enough of it. So that was our one local talking to me just, just a moment ago. Uh, this has happened twice in Toddington within days. And uh, the bill, the estimated bill to, to clear this rubbish, which is still there on the Glebe Recreation Ground this morning, is between three to £4,000. A gulp, Justin. Thank you very much indeed. Joined by uh, Jim Gledhill, Chair of Toddington Parish Council. Morning, Jim. Good morning. Does that figure sound about right, three or well, four grand? <laughs> It's based on what we've had to pay before. Yeah. So it could be more things go up, don't they? We'll find out. Have you got that money? Yeah, we've got it. We'd sooner spend it on positive things. Where would that money be going normally? What would it be used for? Well, <laughs> some of it is used for contingency, i.e. things like this. Right. You know, you can't be caught without the ability to deal with situations, but... Uh, you know, it's a waste, isn't it, really? Why? Can you explain why you're paying it, Toddington Parish Council, and not Central Beds Council? Well, it's an interesting point, that is. Um, th- there were two incursions by, by, by the travellers this week. First of all, at a football site, which is not owned by us, but we rent the peppercorn rent from a farmer. Uh, that's private land. So Central Beds Council has no direct responsibility for that whatsoever. Right. The Glebe, which you've just been talking about, is, is an interesting point because what it is, is it's public land that, that residents can use freely. Now, according to some readings of the interpretations about fire tipping, uh, local authorities are responsible for clearing uh, waste from such places. Now, the real snag is when you can't t- have to try to define what a local authority is. Because Tonington Parish Council is a local authority, Central Beds Council is a local authority, and I'm waiting to have discussions with their waste manager to find out what he thinks is the responsibility, and I'll be doing that later on this morning. Oh, well, look, let, let us know how that goes. Yeah, I will do. We I mean, that, to, to be fair to them, they are very helpful and cooperative. We've had this problem, I think this is the third time in about five years now, uh, and they do ensure that we use the same contractors that they do and get favourable rates. Right, OK. So they're, they're doing mates rates, which is, which is something. How yeah. co- is there any way of stopping this happening in the future? <laughs> well, the, we could improve security measures on our sites. You know, you can put, uh, you've seen them, the sort of bars that go across the top of entrances to places. Oh, yes. Large vehicles going on there. Snag with that is, if you take the Glebe, for example, once a year we have a fair up there. And, uh, you know, anything we put to obstruct the site obstructs legitimate people. We want to go on there, too. And if it's not really robust, I mean, like setting concrete, my guess is that that, uh, people who are minded to go on there would simply break it down anyway. 
What about the local football team? Uh, uh, do we do we know when they'll be able to get back and play? Well, they want, uh, that's an interesting point as well because they play on both the sites that the travellers invaded this time. Uh, as far as the Glebe's concerned, they had to cancel uh, events on Saturday because clearly they couldn't get on there. Um, the other site, down, at, down near Poplar's Nursery, my understanding is the travellers also use quad bikes all over it, and consequently, you can imagine, it's rutted up. Mm. So it'll need more than just the physical removal of waste, it'll need some attention to make it playable, if that is the case. So it's a, it's a pain all round, actually. Can I just say, I mean, myself and, and really the council really can't have any comment particularly about lifestyle choices that people make. If people want to travel around the world in, in vans, that's their choice. What we can say is we think they should behave appropriately when they get somewhere. It's, yes, it's the impact that it has impact, on yes. other people you and know, the environment. They don't have to behave like uh, lads. But the other one is, is the flight-to-being aspect. Um, what surprises me a little bit, I've been obviously looking into this in the last two days, what surprises me is that fly-tipping is an arrestable offence. Mm. Uh, when the police turned up to, to see these people off the site uh, on Sunday, it should have been pretty obvious to them what they'd done. So I'm not sure why they didn't arrest them all. Is it true that some of the building waste that's been left behind contains asbestos? I'm not aware of it. OK. Can't say. OK, well, let's... I mean, let's... you know, it's, it's all waste like this is potentially hazard, hence that's why we get specialists in to move it. Uh, Jim, nice to talk to you. I hope you get sorted out, and I hope it doesn't cost you too much money. Jim Gledhill, Chair of Toddington Parish Council. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Got some texts on who should take over... Uh, oh, here we go. Who should take over? Strictly Come Dancing. Helen and Milton Keynes. I've not spoken to Helen for a while. My, I think Michael Ball could do Strictly... I don't associate him with dancing. I associate him with moon face Eurovision entries and fluctuating weight. That's it. I've never seen him in any of his musicals, but there must be some dancing involved, surely. What's, um, what was his Eurovision song? It was a good song. Because um, it had a... It's a punch in I the think air. That's compulsory, isn't it? That there was a one, two, three, punch the air. Oh, what was. One step at a time. Bob, 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 you got it. But oh, my love on the line. Wow. One step at a time. Yeah. What about Jason Donovan? Oh. Uh, Jason would be. Uh, wouldn't be very good. For, I like Jason. Well, yeah, he'd be great. No, he wouldn't be good as a host of Strictly. Philip Schofield? Well, he does. The, he's ITV. He's got to be Justin Dealey. <laughs> <laughs> Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, two lanes are closed at Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road after an accident. On the speed sensors, looking very heavy on the approach at the moment. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors in St Albans, London Road, very heavy in both directions just as you go near to the high street. And in Hitchin, the A505 starting to queue as you approach the centre of town. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 
7.16, it's Wednesday the 9th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for 13 tonnes of rubbish left behind at an illegal travellers site in the town. A United Nations worker shot dead in Somalia has been named as 57-year-old former policeman Simon Davis from Hatfield. And in sport, Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You've told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. If you want to uh, give us a call, you're more than welcome to about any of the bits and pieces that we're talking about. Is she coming on now? Is that what you're, you're saying? Okay, interesting. We're just getting. Uh, this is why it's exciting doing this kind of thing because uh, suddenly things get whispered in your ear, things flash up on your screen. And you're doing a completely different show. Isn't that exciting? Well, you may remember uh, a while ago we spoke to a mum from Bedfordshire who was uh, very worried uh, about the length of time it was taking for Bedford Hospital to help her sick baby. The mum was uh, Kirsty Abrahams and her her baby at the time was seven weeks old and she was called Isabel. Uh, Well, Kirsty is back on the line now. Morning, Kirsty. Morning. Just remind us what the problem was with Isabel and and why you were unhappy. Um, Well, she couldn't poo. Um, she was really, really struggling. Um, we kept going back to Bedford and they just kept saying she was constipated and sending us home. Um, now, since I got in contact with you guys and spoke to Joanne, if you remember from Mother's Instinct. Yes, of course. Yes, uh, Joanne Hughes, yeah. Yeah, she's been an absolute diamond and she's got us so far that we actually went to Addenbrooke's yesterday and my little girl had a biopsy done. Yeah, oh, fantastic, because this is what you've been asking for for ages. Yes. <laughs> Uh, she's had it done, and we get the results by the end of this week, so we'll actually know whether Gosh. it is Hirschsprungs or, or not. Well, because lots of people phoned in saying it was this Hirschsprungs uh, condition yeah. that I'd never heard of, but it turns out lots of people uh, are aware of it or have it or know someone who has it, and they, yeah. they all kind of uh, seem to suggest it was that. Uh, and your problem was that the hospital you were at, they didn't seem to be doing anything, and they were kind they of giving care. her laxatives. Like they didn't care. Well, I'm glad that Joe Hughes from uh, Mother's Instinct has been able to, uh, to 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 move things along, and Adambrook seemed to be her enough. Yeah, She's been amazing. Well, it seems that things are moving on. Uh, so you get the results this week, do you? Yes, they said it takes a couple of days, so we could have them by tomorrow or Friday. Hey, fantastic! Well, listen, maybe you can give us a little call and let us know um, what it shows and, and what the next steps are for you and Isabel. I will definitely. How is Isabel? Is she all right? Uh, she's still grumpy every now and again, but yep. she's getting there. Yeah, that's kids. Get, get, get used to that, I'm afraid. No matter if they're <laughs> ill or not, they're still grumpy. <laughs> Kirsty, lovely to hear from you. I wish you the very best of luck. All right, lovely. Speak Thank to you. you soon. There we go. Well, that's that's um, that's progress of sorts, isn't it? Absolutely. She's a step closer to finding out what's going on. Well done for her. Excellent work indeed. 
Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, story we've covered uh, quite a bit on here. It's uh, a year since Paul Foster was shot dead in Luton, but his killer has never been caught. Paul's death came seven months after the hit-and-run murder of his nephew, Delaney Brown, and coincided with a spate of shootings and gang-related crime in Luton. Well, 12 months on, the violence has subsided, and the Foster family hopes someone may feel able to come forward with information about what happened to Paul. Well, Paul Foster's dad, Neville, joins me on the line now. Morning, Neville. Morning. Tell me about Paul. What was he like? Well, um, good morning. It's a long, painful year since I killed my son, Paul. And at the moment, um, we're going through a stressful time with my wife. And I would love to, to someone who know any information who shot my son, Paul, to come forward to the nearest police station and give information what what they want to know. And there's a £12,000 reward to anyone can help us with the information who shot Paul. I can't even begin to imagine how tough this year's been for you, Neville. It is, it is very, very shocking because at the moment I have to have care for my wife three times a day, three times a day. And um, from Paul gets shot, she, um, she takes sick and gone to dementia. And it's very, very shocking, shock to the family and to both um, Paul's children as well. So I'm asking the public if there's anyone who have any information, please go to the nearest police station and tell them what you know. It is very, very private. No one going to let you down. Why do you think, Neville, someone knows something? Yeah, why, yeah. Do you, why do you think no one has come forward with information so far? Uh, well, that's the problem. You know, somebody covering up and somebody know the truth and just don't want to speak up. Why, why don't they want to speak up, do you think? Are, are they scared? Do they not want to be seen as a grass? Do they, are they, what, what reasons do you think there could be? Well, it's two things about it. Um, they are scared or they think about um, their graph. But there's nothing to hide, nothing. The police will not let you down. Let anyone down who of this vital information. It is very vital information, both for the police, both for the public, and both for myself and my family. Uh, young people and uh, young black people, we're, we often hear um, mistrust the police. Do you think that might be playing a part in it? This is a big part of it. Neville, how, how tough has this year been for you and your wife? As I said, um, it is not my wife at the moment now... Um, he don't know anything what's going on inside me when Paul gets shot. And it is, a, as I say, it's a very painful thing right now for myself. Because everything I have to do for my wife, it, and I have to get people to come in to help her to do things 
because her memory's gone. And you, th- uh, sorry, Neville, are you saying that that is possibly a, 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 an after effect of the shooting? That this is this is has made her poorly. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. All right, yeah, this is part of part of that. Bring my wife to this. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. He had a little girl as well, didn't he? How how old uh, is uh, his little girl? Two years and um, two years and around three months now. And she's still asking for his father. Oh, dear. She's still asking for father. Last time I see her, she said to me, um, I'm going to Jamaica to look for my father. Oh, dear. It's very, very painful. I really sorry for the girl. I sorry for my wife at the moment, and, you know. And I both sorry for myself. I sorry for my son. Because we all go in, the old family is going to a very distressed moment. And I'm asking, I'm begging the public, if anyone know of any information, please go to the nearest police station and tell them what you know. Do you think, uh, Neville, that it's... Um uh, we often hear this, this very trendy word, isn't there? Closure. Do you think that, that by finding the person who did this, that you might be able to, to bring some sort of closure and find peace? Of course. If someone of the information and, and bring that person to justice, I would have peace in my heart. And the old family would have peace in my heart. I don't know if it could bring back my wife's memory, but it would have peace in my heart because I'm still up in sleepless night about my son. Paul, it, it's uh, Neville. I apologise. It, it, it's quite possible that someone who knows who killed Paul is listening to this show right now. What would you say to them? I also, I would ask that person who listened to this this morning, do not afraid to go to the police and tell the police whatever you know. Whatever you know, who shot Paul? I'm very grateful. I would, uh, the public is very grateful, the family is very grateful, and all Paul friends are not very grateful. So I'm asking you, this morning, please go to the nearest police station and tell them what you know. Neville, I, I, I wish you the very best of luck, and I hope that you and your family uh, find some peace at some point. Thank you very much for uh, everything, and thank you. God bless you. God bless you and thank you. Neville, but thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Well, there's, there's, uh, there's a gentleman who is in a lot of pain, isn't he? Deary me. What a, what a, what, what an inspiration to us all to be that dignified and that calm, uh, a year after, you know, a year on from the murder of your son, when, um, you know, it would appear that no progress has been made in the case. What a, what a, a well-spoken and uh, articulate gentleman, Neville Foster there. The uh, father of Paul Foster, of course. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC oh, Three man. Counties Radio. I'm trying to think where to go after that. I, 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 the... the, the... I get, OK, well, I'm going to do it. I hope this doesn't sound insensitive. The, the thing that's fallen open in front of me is page 13 of The Sun, and it's an idiot. And, I, 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 you know, it's the kind of the show we do. You go from one extreme to the other, so I'm going to do the idiot, and I hope that no-one thinks 
uh, I'm being insensitive. We had the, the girl, didn't we, last week who, who climbed down a drain... <laughs> to get her phone. To get her phone. Presumably with her feet. <laughs> <laughs> and also, look, let, let's, let's say what we were all thinking, but we didn't set the time. She was very big busted. There was no way those bad boys were going fit, to fit, fit through that drain. They weren't going to fit through that drain. She Did was going to stop just below there. Did she think she was going to get down and be able to crouch down? <laughs> How much room does she think is... Well, there's another, the... there's another plum. Oh, no. Sean Dibsdale. Dibs... Dibsy! Dibsy! Two paramedics, four firefighters, all to free one red-faced teen in full swing. So you know you go to the parks, right? Uh, you'll know this if you're a parent. There's the slightly gro- there's the big boy swings, the big girl swings, where it's just a, a, a swing, as we know. It's a plastic thing, plastic seat with chains, OK? Then there's the uh, swings for the babies and the toddlers. Yeah, with which, the bumpers on. The little bumper. So it's, it's a seat. It's a little seat, and you kind of got to, you've got to get them in, and you've got to pull their legs through, and they, 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 you get one leg in, and they pull the other one out. Well, this Muppet, Dibsy, he's climbed into one of these swings. He got stuck in it, and the fire brigade had to come and cut him free. A teenager sat in a kiddie swing for a lark and had to be pulled out by six rescuers. Sean Dibsdale, or Dibsy as Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties radio host calls him, got stuck for 30 minutes after squeezing into the tiny seat in the park. Sean, 18, had sat down for a fag with two pals. <laughs> And was mortified when he realised he could not get out. His mate, Lawrence Oakford... Filmed him, obviously. (laughs) 23, and Chris Burge, Burgey, 18, rang for help, and two paramedics turned up, followed by four firefighters in a full rig-out. You know that they filmed him. It'll be on YouTube somewhere. I want to see that footage. As a giggling crowd of passers-by looked on and took photos... People, a crowd turned up. (laughs) The emergency service workers tried in vain to wiggle, pull and push six-foot Sean free. Digsy. Finally, the firefighters used a set of Allen keys to take the seat apart and end his blushes in Somerset. Sean said, I wasn't amused, but I've become an overnight internet sensation. Yeah, an overnight internet sensation for the wrong thing. For the wrong thing, Dibsy. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel at 7.30. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, two lanes are closed at Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road following an accident. We've got queues on the approach at the moment with the speed set to 40. Uh, The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 18 for Chorley Wood and 16 for the M40. On the speed sensors in Luton, London Road very heavy at the Kidneywood roundabout as you join the motorway. And also in Milton Keynes heading towards the M1, things looking heavy as you go through the Kingston roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for what is described as a disgusting and disgraceful mess left behind at an illegal travellers' site in the town. In the last few minutes, Downing Street has confirmed that the Culture Secretary Maria Miller has resigned. Calls for Mrs Miller to leave her job because of her expenses claims have been growing for more than a week. A United Nations worker shot dead in Somalia has been named as 57-year-old former policeman Simon Davis from Hatfield and an appeal to find the killers of Luton man Paul Foster is being renewed exactly a year after his death. 46-year-old Mr Foster was shot in Brunel Road in Lucy Farm as he left the house of a friend late at night. 
Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth with goals from Cameron McGeehan and Mark Cullen. The Hatters host Braintree on Saturday but will be champions tomorrow night if Cambridge lose at Woking. Here's assistant manager Terry Harris. The professional in me says, you know, until it's mathematically, mathematically sure that we, that, you know, that we can't get caught, I have to err on the side of caution. But, um, yeah, it, it would be fantastic if we could win, win the, the, the championship here in front of our own fans. In the championship, Watford beat Leeds 3-0 with goals from Alman Abdi, Akechi Anya and Troy Deeney. Goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain was delighted with Deeney's record-breaking efforts. Yeah, he's been on fire and I think, uh, you know, the uh, confidence that uh, goal scoring comes, you know, it's, it's all for all to see really. So um, I'm sure he can't wait for it, the next game to come now and uh, see if he can add to his total, keep, keep adding to it. Chelsea are through to the Champions League semi-finals after Denver Bar's late goal gave them a 2-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain. Bar's goal sent Jose Mourinho's side through on away goals. Good guy, good professional, good group man. I'm very happy. And his enthusiasm was, was fantastic and he started giving problems to Paris, that problems, problems that normally they don't have in their league because it's a completely different style of approach. I'm so happy that he scored the goal because the goal means means a lot for him and means a lot for the club. Tonight, Manchester United go to Bayern Munich after a one-all draw in the first leg. Milton Keynes-Dons are now six points off the League One playoff places after Peterborough beat Gillingham 2-0. The Dons and Peterborough both have five games to play. And a new National Badminton League featuring a team from Milton Keynes is to start later this year. The new league will have six teams and games will be played monthly. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't... This, this, this Maria Miller thing makes me uncomfortable. I'll tell you why it makes me uncomfortable. Not because of, uh, of people exploiting the expenses system, not because of the witch hunt, not because the, the, the way that she may or may not have uh, uh, withheld information, not because her aide may or may not have I- implied bullying on the telephone. It's because everyone calls her Mrs Miller. And I instantly think, I'm old enough to remember Mrs Mills, the pianist. So I'm constantly thinking that Mrs Mills has been asked to resign. The, the old lady, you, you, you don't... You give me a blank look. No. You don't know Mrs. Brackett. No, it's not Hinge and and Brackett. They had their own TV series, didn't they, Hinge and Brackett? Yeah, they did. They were men, weren't they? What? Oh. Uh, So, no, Mrs. Mills. I need your help on this because I'm I'm only kind of vaguely there. She was around. She was big about the same time as the Beatles, and if I remember correctly, she was like an old woman that played really bad kind of barroom piano. No, you're thinking Les Dawson. No, 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 no. But they would put on, like, party noises. You used to be able to buy this. This is true, OK? You used to be able to buy... If you know Mrs Mills' 08459 555555, you used to be able to buy party albums. And so what a party album was, uh, it was songs, like party songs, but with... Um, in the people in the background, woo! People yeah! having good times. People having a good time. And so you'd put that on at the party. The 70s were so nuts. And it's, you're, you're, it's instant. It's party atmosphere in a tin, basically, or on a record. But you're standing there on your own. Well, you'd have your mates around. Wow. But miss it, right, if you remember those records, 08459 455 555. In fact, I'm going to try and, I'll, I'll try and find one on eBay and bring it in. Uh, but also, Mrs. Mills. Have I got this right? She was like an old lady who played like, um, you know, sort of old piano music, like pop songs. Mm-hmm. But like 
Honky Tonk. Like honky tonk versions of "Love Me Tender, Love Me Day." Oh, sounds like a ding dum. But she wouldn't. I don't think she sang. She just played the piano and smiled, probably. Yeah. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Do a big G on the A four twenty one. Do you know Mrs Mills? No, I never met her, mate. Okay, you don't need to have met someone to know them. A lot of people claim to know Jesus. No, I'm not familiar, mate. Sorry. Oh, you're not familiar. Okay, Big G. Is Big G the name you're christened with? No. Was it George? No. Geoffrey? No. Gerard? No. Gerald? No. Gertington? <laughs> you got it. Yay! I knew I'd get her eventually, Rumpelstiltskin. Now, what do you want, Gertington? Um, it was about the um, gypsies. Oh, yeah. That rubbish. Yeah. Well, that's what they do wherever they go, because I, I use fortune one every day, and they've literally just moved in on the 421 by the old for landfill site. Oh, yeah. Within a couple of days, there was already two or three loads of rubbish being dumped in a brook that runs down between that and the site. And have you reported it to the authorities? No, it's in plain view. There's plenty of old bill must be passing by. They don't need... Well, they mean that the, the the old Bill, aka the police, uh, may not have seen it. Well, if they can't see something like that, they shouldn't be in that profession, should they? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know exactly where it is. And you, you know, if if you're so upset by it, uh, may I suggest no, instead of phoning me, that, phone the it's coppers. Not that, it's not that I'm upset about it. I phoned in because it's a topic you're talking yep, about. Yep. Um, it's in plain view, like I say. So. They don't. They don't all do it, though, do they? <laughs> Every site that I've ever seen caravans parked to the side of the road has been followed by rubbish. How many sites have you seen? Dozens. Oh. So th- what? Th- th- Twenty-four at the minimum. Yeah, easily. Okay. Where do you see all these sites? They pop up wherever there's a spare bit of land, which mm. is why whenever the council have a bit of land that they don't want the gypsies to get onto, they they pile loads of um, earth in front of it, which is obviously at the expense of the taxpayer to put it there in the first place and then to clear it when they want to do something with the land. So we're paying through the nose for to try and stop them getting onto the plots of land. But they, 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 wherever they get moved on, they find somewhere else to go, don't they? And then they create more of a mess which, again, the taxpayers put in the bill for. And the, the thing that bothers me, it's, it's only, um, was it yesterday or the day before you were talking about the people dumping rubbish and then the, if they can trace it back to a household, that person gets fined? Yes. Well, if they're doing driveways, whatever it is that they're doing, and <laughs> well, they take d- a bag d- of rubbish, Gertington, is the there's... person from the household going to get charged for this £12,000 of clearing up? Gertington, we're, we're, we're doing. There's lots of generalisations here. All gypsies don't do driveways, and 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 all gypsies and travellers, they don't, they don't all abandon rubbish and hardcore and rubble. But there is a way of making them accountable. Which I'm a very simplistic person. I can tell. But, but if if these people these people have moved into an illegal site, I'm assuming. Yes. Then they've broken the law. So why are the police or the authorities not going down and arresting? All, all of these sites, one person's in charge. They've all got, like, a gypsy king or whatever, yeah? A gypsy... Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. They've got a gypsy king? Have you never seen the programmes on telly about the, um, gypsy... The gypsy kings? Like that? No, right? I've not. I've not seen them. 
Right, well, if you had, you would, you would know a little bit more about it. it okay, apologies. For, so you've, you're, everything you've learned about gypsies is from My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding, is it? Which I, d- I don't no. think is necessarily a spot-on no. documentary. So there are gypsy kings, are no, they, Gertington? You made that, that generalisation. I didn't. So, I, I used to work in the scrapyard and I used to deal with gypsies. Okay. So there are... Gi- and and did, you, did you ever meet a gypsy king? They were a band, weren't they? No. Well, what do you mean, band? The gypsy kings were a band. They don't follow rules like you and me. They don't. They don't pay taxes. They don't. Like, they, they don't stick to the law. They don't. They make their own rules up. They're, they're law unto themselves. Okay, good, good. Gertinson, thank you very much indeed. It's uh, Gertinson on the A421. What was the Gypsy King's big hit? Bamboleo. Bamboleo. Oh, I forgot. You know, you probably know the. Do you know they're words. actually French? What? Yeah. Fact. One of the greatest bands I ever saw in my life. One of the greatest bands I ever saw. I was going to say uh, Buena Vista Social Club. No, I'm not going to say that. They would be great. I might be seeing them soon. It was in Paris, on the underground. The, uh, Le Mercure. Oh, you speak French? Mais oui, j'ai deux ans. And you know the metro, it's kind of cavernous. It's kind it's of... beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful. Art Nouveau. And we're walking... All right. We're uh, walking through the, uh, the underground, the metro... Okay. And suddenly this huge, big noise is booming. You hear this booming kind of mm-hmm. music, booming kind of music. And we're walking through, we're getting closer and closer. There was a gypsy band, Cabaret Slave. Massive gypsy band. There are about 25 of them. It was incredible. And in this, it was like being in a wonderful echo chamber. And we stood and watched them for about 20 minutes, 15. Uh, and I bought their CD, Cabaret Slave. They were, they were one of the best bands I've ever seen in my life. These gypsies on the Paris Metro. Fantastic. Good story. That, it was. Yeah, it was. Thanks. You're doing that, um, it wasn't face. <laughs> you? I would never do the it wasn't face. Oh, you do it. No, you're sipping a coffee. No, you do it. In a nonchalant manner, yes, I it's know. It's just listening to Kelly Betts. Oh, don't, Dennis. don't, don't beg Dennis. We're not that desperate yet. Tony's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Tony. Good morning. Mrs Mills. Yes, indeed. Go on, now, who, who and what was she? She was a rotund white lady. Yes. In a sort of mid-fifties, very popular, playing the piano in, uh, she had a whole series of records, Let's Go Party Pops, and Party Pops with Mrs Mills. All that sort of stuff. Oh, look, look, look. Uh, now, I can, now I can see her. Yeah, look at, this, look at the albums. Yeah. Mrs Mills, all-time party dances and yeah. other favourites. I think she released about 30 albums. Blimey, she looks about 70. Yeah, with that sort of uh, curly sort of uh, permed hair. That but when she was at her height, she was only in her late 40s. She yeah. died in 1978, age 59. There was one before her, though, even more famous. Mrs, uh, sorry... Um, oh, I've got out of my head now. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, there was another... Hang on a second. Peter in Warmer Green. Peter? Hi. Do you know... that there's a, we, we, we know about Mrs Mills. Tony's saying there was another one. I can't remember the name of the one before, but yes, there was one. Yeah, she's a West Indian lady and uh, who was classically trained at the piano and to earn money, she used to play in the pubs on an upright piano. Winifred Atwell. Winifred Atwell. Oh, yes, that's right. That, that's absolutely. It. Were you a fan of uh, Mrs Mills, Peter? Absolutely. We had some absolutely great parties with her music. And absolutely. not only that... Absolutely. She's sold thousands and thousands and thousands of records, many more than the, the stars today, I'll tell you. Yep. She sold in this range of people like the, the stars you just uh, 
played earlier on. And the backing on, by the way, the backing on the two records you played by Bennett and um, Martin. Yeah. They the back. If you listen to the backing of that, that's brilliant. The backing. Oh yeah, great, great stuff. Now we're celebrating the magic of the big band and Mrs Mills today. But Mrs Mills at the time was massive, and and people bought them in the thousands. Ian. Yes, sir. Uh, there was also a Mrs. Miller, who was a famous singer. Who was that? Didn't you remember Mrs. Miller? Again, she looked like Mrs. Mills, but sung all the pop hits of the 60s in a most peculiar way. Do you remember that, Peter? No, not Mrs. Not Mrs. Miller. Do you remember, gentlemen? Eartha Kitt, maybe, but not Mrs. Miller. Oh, you, oh, you had a bit of a yeah. soft spot for Ian, Eartha Kitt, did you? Ian, this is Mrs. Miller. Here we go. Oh, go on. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. She sings in a second. Here we go, here we go. Can you hear her? Keep it going, goes. keep it going. Oh, hang on then, here we go. I'm going straight to Amazon. <laughs> I wouldn't bother. You've got to join in in a minute. Okay. What do you reckon? But do you reckon... Uh, I reckon... Do you remember Tiny Tim? Yes, I do yes, remember Tiny related, Tim. It must be related. No, it was at the same, pe- the same period of time. It was the sort of late 60s when Peculiar Records But Tiny, t- Tiny Tim knew that he was funny. He was doing it. He was. Yeah. She thinks she's good. No, she... she <laughs> <laughs> she thought she was funny as well. Well, well she, she's done about ten albums, Mrs. Miller, as well. I'm, I'm, I'm looking them up on Amazon. You may regret playing that to me, Tony, because I think there's a Mrs. Miller, Mrs. Mills um, special coming on at some point. Thank you for that, gentlemen. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news. Wow. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound heavy after an earlier accident at Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road, but all lanes have now been reopened. The M25 anti-clockwise still very slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And in Hitchin, the A505 is queuing towards the centre of town. Also got queues on the speed sensors at the Black Cat roundabout. That's on the A1 heading south from Eton Soken. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties. Oh, Alice, thank you. Oh, dear listener. Boy, oh boy, for just £3.96, I can get Wild, Cool and Swinging by Mrs Miller. What tracks does it feature? Well, Moon River, A Groovy Kind of Love, These Boots Were Made for Walking. It goes on and on and on. Let me read the news, then I'm ordering that bad boy. Oh, that's made my day, that has. That has made my day. 7.47. It's Wednesday, the 9th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for 13 tonnes of rubbish left behind at an illegal traveller site in the town. Downing Street has confirmed that the Culture Secretary, Maria Miller, has resigned following the row over her expenses. And in sports, Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A bright and sunny start, if a little chilly this morning, but we've got some high clouds, the sunshine a little bit hazy. Temperature ranging between 4 and 6 Celsius at the moment. As we head through the day, warming up nicely, but the cloud increases. It's coming from the west and it was a predominantly cloudy and grey afternoon, but it'll stay dry. The wind a bit lighter than yesterday as well, so actually it's going to be a bit warmer than it was yesterday. We're looking at a maximum temperature of 15, maybe even 16 Celsius this afternoon. Hanging on to the cloud overnight, it will eventually thin and break through the middle part clear spells afterwards that means the temperature is going to drop again perhaps not quite as low as last night but the minimum down to six celsius a similar day for thursday a bright sunny start with the cloud increasing as we head through the day temperature similar to maximum 16 celsius 61 degrees in fahrenheit Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Can I, Justin Daly's joining me in the studio, and we, we, we want to talk about something quite serious mm. in a second. But before that, you're a fan of music. You do a show, oh. music show, Saturday mornings, nine yeah, to twelve. Nine to twelve. Yes. Uh, were you aware of Mrs. Miller? Uh, no, but um, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't aware okay. of Mrs. Miller. You you will be aware. I've just ordered a CD. Yeah. It's coming from Canada. <laughs> Uh, so it may take a while. I've also just ordered Mrs. Mills, oh, right, the pianist. Okay. So yes. I, we're, we're going to have some cracking music coming up over the next uh, few weeks. Cracking? We're going to have some I- interesting... I- yes. We're yes. going to have some music coming up over the next few weeks. Now, listen, the reason we've got you on, uh, we were uh, talking yesterday, of course, about what was going on in Hemel, weren't we? About mm. the, the situation there. The roadworks that were supposed to have finished, I think, in October. Then it was put back to the end of March. And now the latest is it's going to be going on until May the 14th. We spoke to uh, Terry Duris. Very interesting interview. If you missed it, I I do thoroughly recommend. uh, About 20 past eight yesterday. Kind of listen uh, on the iPlayer. Well, Justin, we sent you there yesterday. Because you you kind of flagged up that this story was ongoing. We sent you there yesterday to try and find the boss of... uh, Is it Jackson's? Jackson's Civil Engineering. You received messages saying, OK, it's all very well having Terry Duris on the programme from Harpershire County Council. But what about the site contractors? Uh, Where are they? Jamie Boast is the site manager. Um, he's only ever spoken to us once, and let's just say he didn't come across particularly well. And since was, that the gentleman, was that the gentleman who kind of uh, ran away up the stairs and laughing? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So he didn't come across particularly well, and mm-hmm. um, we have made um, other offers for Jamie to join us on the programme. Um, he's ignored all of those. These roadworks started on the 10th of June last year, meant to be finished by the end of October. So I spoke to Jamie yesterday morning, because um, on the letter uh, that we received from from local tradespeople. It had his direct number Fantastic. and also his mobile number on there. So people were saying, get in touch with him. I phoned him at nine o'clock yesterday morning. He picked up the phone. Yep. I knew it was him. I recognised his voice. I said, hi, Jamie. It's Justin here from BBC Three Counties Radio. The phone 
went dead. You were not looking for his musical memories, were no, you? We, we weren't. No. Uh, we knew that he was in Hemel because the number we phoned was an 01442 code. So we thought, OK, if he's going to ignore us on the phone, let's go to Hemel, let's go and speak to him. Um, that's what I tried to do. I didn't get very far. So I'm looking for Jamie Bosch. you know if he's here today? I say I don't speak English. You don't speak English? No. Yeah. You seem to speak good English to me. You've got no. a radio there. Can you just see if Jamie's here for me? Would that be OK? Can you radio for Jamie Boast? No. No, no, no. I know speak. OK, not very helpful. Didn't go very well. No. Somebody did say to me he's not on site. I said, well, I spoke to him this morning. Uh, that was a Hemel Hempstead code. Nope, he's definitely not here. So, uh, whilst I was there, some of the traders were then coming out again to have their say. This is uh, Michael Porter. He's from Jordan's Antiques. Michael, we're outside your, your antique shop here. Um, I can't manage to, to track down Jamie Bose, the site manager. I will continue to, to try. How bad are things here for you? Well, absolutely dire. I mean, we, we took £27 on Saturday, uh, £43 on Sunday, £44 yesterday. And so far this morning I've had six people in the shop and I've taken 21 quid. I mean, I'm paying £1,000 a month rent to our landlord I mean it's nothing to do with the landlord I mean any of these, these roadworks and I said it's, it's an absolute farce the way these, these guys just wandering around with clipboards trying to look important for everybody who's working mm. you've got half a dozen who, who, who isn't you know they're, they're just aiming around trying to look important in their high-vis jackets Jamie Bose this morning the site manager put the phone down on me you've got his number on that letter there have you tried to speak to him if I, I if I speak to anybody I shall start abusing for anything else he said it's just not worth it I'm going to make myself ill over this it's just not worth it uh, he wasn't very happy no uh, and we've heard from lots of shopkeepers who, who who are losing out it's very frustrating isn't it and it's easy to say oh well, yeah but it's going to make the place better oh yeah I know it's his little inconvenience Terry Doris yesterday called it an inconvenience mm. Businesses are potentially going bust because Absolutely, of this. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, by the time that, that May the 14th arrives, when these roadworks are going to be finished, you could have a, a lovely high street there, but but unfortunately no businesses. So so that was Michael Porter. I then made another call to Jamie Bose from Jackson's. Now, the phone was answered, but nobody was talking, yep. which seemed a bit weird. I then phoned Jamie's mobile phone. Surprise, surprise, that was now switched off. But um, I continued to talk to people on the high street. Here's one of the locals. Um, Clive, one of the any people here on the high street. What's your reaction to what's going on up here? Uh, do you want it in good language or foul language? Well, make it good because this is radio. Well, I just think it's an absolute waste of money. Um, the shopkeepers must be suffering tremendously with the lack of people coming by. I used to work in the old high street for years. I had a tailor shop and quite frankly we had plenty of people there. They used to be able to park in the high street. I'm sorry, that's really all I can say. I think it's very poor. So I continued off the back of that to try and speak to the site manager. Uh, the wall of silence continued. Hi, sir. Sorry, buddy. In front of BBC. Would you mind radioing for Jamie Bose for me? No, no, no. No, no English. No. no English? No, no. Does anybody here actually speak English? I don't know. You don't know? No. OK. I'm going to see if anybody else can actually speak English on this site. Morning, guys. Is Jamie Boast here today? Maybe you speak to the office, mate. I don't know. Go back to the office. So he's in the office, yeah? Yeah, can walk down the office, maybe, maybe. You've definitely seen him today, yeah? Sorry, mate. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> 
So that fella could speak English. And the, 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 is it? Am I right in saying that the gentleman who said couldn't speak English, you'd heard them speaking English? Seemed to me, yes. From, from what I could hear, they could yep. speak English. Okay. And we had a, a basic conversation that would suggest to me that that person could speak English, just from from what I heard yesterday. So we were told to go back to the site office, and again, I was told that he wasn't there. I continued to phone all day long, and nobody spoke. The phone again was answered. Nobody spoke. I continued to phone Jamie's mobile phone, and that was turned right. off. So the invitation is there right now. Um, What's this fella's name again? Jamie Boast. He's from Jackson Civil Engineering. Okay. They are the okay. site contractor for this particular project in Hemel Old Town. If you are listening to this, Jamie, the invite is there to speak to Ian, either live on the phone, or we can come and meet you. Yep. We just want to talk and to you. And the thing is, we don't have a pop. It's just that the, the reason I'm so keen to speak to him is, A, because a few people did phone in yesterday and say, you were a bit unfair to just have a go at Terry Duris. You need to get the, the boss of the company on. And also, Terry himself said that he believed, and I'm paraphrasing slightly, and I'm, I'm, I hope I'm getting the sentiment right, that the responsibility lay with, the, with mm. this company. I mean, he said that, Terry Doris said to you yesterday that, yes, he felt like uh, the council had let down the traders, but also uh, a big blame's got to yeah. go to Jackson Civil okay. Engineering. We heard that. Now, we left a message for Jackson Civil Engineering. We invited them to come on the programme today to talk to you, but um, guess what? Our call wasn't returned. Instead, we have received an update on the Hemel Hempstead Old Town Roadworks project from Decorum Borough Council, uh, including this reaction from the contractor for the scheme. It says Jackson Civil Engineering would like to apologise for disruption and inconvenience that the ongoing works have caused and is working hard to minimise the impact of the remaining works to the businesses and residents of the high street. So that's all they've said to us. Uh, we know there's a meeting coming up very soon between the contractor, the council and the locals. Again, Ian, I will be there. Lovely. That was the only time we ever got to speak to Mr Boast at one of those meetings. So, so we are going to be there. But again, the invitation to Jamie Boast or somebody from Jackson Civil Engineering to come on the programme and explain why these delays are happening. That invitation is there right now. Excellent stuff. Thank you for that, Justin. Can I just... I'm slightly confused. Is there, are we about to play a Vox where you're asking people what their favourite sausage is or <laughs> how many <laughs> pairs of trousers they own or something like that? How many, how many eggs can you fit into your mouth at the same time? Maybe after eight o'clock. Because that's where it normally... That was good. You're like our very own Peter Cook. Not Peter Cook, Robin Cook. Yeah, Not thanks. Robin Cook, Roger Cook. Mm, that's thanks. who you are. Cheers. Cheers, boss. Oh, excellent stuff. Bye. Off you go, sir. Go and, uh, go and have a fag. You deserve it. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call uh, about that. Um, I've just had a, someone has called in uh, regarding Mrs Miller. Make sure your CD has Monday Monday on it. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. I've, what, let, let me go through some of the tracks that are on um, this CD. It really is. Uh, it's, it's excellent. Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Moon River. Wild, cool, and swinging is the uh, the title of the album. Uh, what else have we got? Groovy kind of love, a hard day's night. I don't know any. How has this woman escaped me musically? When do you think you'll get this CD? Um, well, it's coming from Canada, so it's going to take a while. I'm not paying for posh postage. Never pay for how, posh postage. When do you think roughly? A week. A week. So I've got a week to come up with an excuse of why. I oh, be. mate, that's not fair. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Heading from Newport Pagnall towards the M1 Junction 14, London Road looking heavy on the speed sensors. Also, the London Coney roundabout, both north orbital approaches in both directions looking very slow. 
and in Chesham, the A10 southbound, some queues as you approach Waltham Cross. And then on the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Excellent stuff and excellent stuff as well, Justin. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Right. Last hour of the show. Who should take over Strictly? And does anyone, does anyone remember, we've still not got this, those albums that actually had party noise on it to make your party go with a swing? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedford Mayor's anger over traveller clear-up. Culture Secretary Maria Miller resigns and Luton Father's appeal to find his son's killers. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for what he's described as a disgusting and disgraceful mess left behind at an illegal traveller's site in the town. The council has cleared 13 tonnes of rubbish, including human faeces left behind in a lay-by on Norse Road. Meanwhile, Toddington Parish Council is facing a bill of thousands of pounds to clear rubbish and human waste after travellers camped on a football pitch and recreation ground. Jim Gledhill chairs the council. We could improve security measures on our sites. You know, you can put, uh, you've seen them, the sort of bars that go across the top of entrances. Like with that is, if you take the Glebe, for example, once a year we have a fair up there. You know, anything we put to obstruct the site obstructs legitimate people. We want to go on there too. The Culture Secretary, Maria Miller, who's been under mounting pressure over her expenses, has resigned. In her letter to the Prime Minister, she said the controversy had become a distraction from the vital work the government was doing. An appeal to find the killers of Luton man Paul Foster is being renewed exactly a year after his death. 46-year-old Mr Foster was shot in Brunel Road as he left the house of a friend late at night. His wife Mandy says there is a no-snitching culture in Luton among young black men, but has urged people to come forward. That call was echoed on this programme by Paul Foster's father, Neville. They are scared, uh, they are um, gruff, but there's nothing to hide, nothing. The police will not let you down, let anyone down who of this vital information. It is very vital information, both for the police both for the public and both for myself and my family. A United Nations worker shot dead in Somalia has been named as a 57-year-old man from Hertfordshire. Former Metropolitan Police Officer Simon Davis from Hatfield was killed with a French colleague when a gunman opened fire at an airport. A woman from High Wycombe has died in hospital after a road crash on Monday morning. The 27-year-old driver was involved in a collision near Great Milton in Oxfordshire. She died in hospital in Oxford yesterday. Officials leading the search for the missing Malaysian passenger planes say they're optimistic it will be found. An Australian ship has again detected signals that could be from flight data recorders. In sport, Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth. Ball played in by Howes, kind of lets it go. Going to throw, Sean, it's going to go in! It is in! Cameron McGeehan! Cullen's on his left, Cullen to make it two! 
The Hatters host Braintree on Saturday, but will be champions tomorrow night if Cambridge lose at Woking. In the Championship, Watford beat Leeds 3-0 and Chelsea are through to the Champions League semi-finals after a 2-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain gave them victory on away goals. The weather, sunny this morning, but cloudier this afternoon. A maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's good community spirit. Everybody knows everybody. It's all about where you live. It's a biggish town, but it's got a villagey feel. And all this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead. Sometimes if I'm in town and it's sunny and it's lunchtime, I just buy a sandwich and go and sit down by the canal and enjoy it. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. See Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight. It's Wednesday. I've had a little look outside. Bit chilly, but it looks lovely. I like it when it's like that, when it's sunny, crisp, fresh. That's what I like. Last hour of the show, it's been busy on the phones. What are we talking about? Well... Travellers have uh, created a little bit of a mess, 13 tonnes of it, including uh, industrial waste and faeces. Thanks, guys. Talking about Mrs Mills and Mrs Miller, for some reason. I'm trying to find anybody who's got one of those albums. It was a party album, and it had party sound effects on it. People going, hey, woo, Did you ever have one of those? How sad would your party have to be? Oh, and whatever you fancy talking about, just give me a call. It's kind of an open house this morning. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Travellers have left behind 13 tonnes of waste, including a significant amount of human faeces, at a site in Bedford. The rubbish, which also includes rubble, window frames, slate tiles and plasterboard, was left in a lay-by off Norse Road last week. The council, which is having to spend thousands clearing it up, is seeking any information which would help in prosecuting those responsible. Charles Royden is Deputy Mayor of Bedford Borough Council. If I'm completely honest, Charles, I've not seen the debris. Uh, How bad is it? Well, it's not there anymore, Ian, because we've gone in and we've cleared it all off. Oh, that was but, quick. But, yeah, well, it was... I mean, it's an absolute eyesore. I mean, you're talking about 13 tonnes of rubbish just dumped on the roadside. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. And, as you say, a lot of it was contaminated waste, and our guys have to go in and, and get all that out of the way because, quite rightly, the, the public are w- w- uh, disgusted by seeing this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, we prosecute people for throwing away um, the litter out their cars... Um, you can't have this kind of stuff going on, you know, in, in full sight of of everybody. Um, it's just it's just a disgrace, really. And so, quite rightly, the mayor has said that he wants any evidence that we can collect to be brought together to try and bring these people to justice. Because you know, it, it's 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 us, it's you and me who pay our taxes. They have to pay to have this rubbish cleared up, and that's not right. It's not fair. And law-abiding people have every reason to feel affronted. It isn't right, and it isn't fair. You're not going to get them, though, are you? Well, that's uh, well. It's funny, you know, because there were never any prosecutions for litter across across Bedford um, until the, the mayor decided that he was going to, to to bring in a policy of enforcement. 
And so now, if you go on the Borough Council website and you go under EnviroCrime, Enviro you'll see that we're prosecuting people not just for littering, but we're also prosecuting people who fly tip. Um, you had a lady on the show yesterday um, yep. who, who, who um, gave her rubbish to somebody and for, for a tenant asked them to take it all away, out of sight, out of mind. We're prosecuting people who do that, who don't exercise the proper duty of care to make sure the rubbish goes everywhere. And we're also um, consulting at present on people who spit and, uh, and urinate in public because we want to prosecute them and hold them to account. And for too long, people have been turning up, uh, dumping rubbish by the roadside like this um, shower did last week and expecting other people to clear it up. So I think what, you've, what you're seeing is a robust attitude to people who don't take a pride <coughs> in our community and expect someone else to clear up after You're them. right. And, and I think that's right. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat. You're right, Charles, and good for you for doing that. But one of the things about the story yesterday, the, the, the woman who was, was naive, uh, let's be polite, uh, and gave 10 quid to some people and they took her rubbish away. She was prosecuted, but the people that did the dumping weren't prosecuted. It would appear, Charles, that, um, yeah, it's easy to track people when they live in a house, but if they're travellers, uh, some listeners might think that, that they aren't prosecuted when it comes to fly tipping. Oh, that's, that's why we're very, very clearly saying that we will take action, every action that we can to prosecute everybody in the whole, in the whole chain of waste. Um, if you give your rubbish to somebody and you don't um, ask them for any information like their name or their address, who they are, and you give them a tenner. It's like if I go into a pub and I buy a telly for a tenner. I, I, you know, I know it's probably not legitimate, and if you give someone a tenner and ask them to take all your rubbish out of your garden, you know it's probably not going to end up in the place where it should end. How many travellers have been prosecuted in the last year for, for fly-tipping? Well, as, as far as I'm aware, no flight, no travellers have been have, oh. been have been prosecuted. That's why yeah. we're making this announcement that probably you've read, and that's why I'm on the show this morning to say that this is something that we are going to do, and we've tolerated it for too long, and and you know enough's enough. Uh, can you not take take their car registration details or, or, or things like that when they're on the land, when they pitch up? You can not someone go around with a clipboard and, oh, and take uh, down all their numbers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, you can. And and any evidence that we can use and we will use to make sure that these people are held to account, we always do that anyway. Um, but of you have, it's quite quite fair. You have to have the evidence that's required to take yeah. the case to court. When we get that evidence, uh, we will take it to court. Okay. How much I, think that, I think that's what most people would want us to do in. Yeah. How much does it cost, Charles, to, to clear up rubbish like this? Well, you are talking... I mean, these, these travellers, they don't have toilets in their, in their, in their vans, so they, wherever they go, they use the, 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 just the bushes and everything all around them as, as toilets. Oh so the place just ends up filthy and disgusting. So we, we always have a lot of cleaning up to do, and some of it can't just be done, you know, um, easily. It has to, people have to wear protective clothes and all this kind of stuff. You yes. don't know what, you, what you're collecting up. So you are talking thousands of pounds. Yeah. Um, there have been sites where, you know, several thousands of pounds have been spent on, on clearing rubbish up. And if you think of 13 tonnes, we've had to send grab lorries in to pick up window frames and everything um, and that evidence that all, all of that stuff is being looked at to see where it's come from to determine who who um, who had that rubbish who gave it to who so we can establish a chain of events and present the evidence to the court to bring people to account. Charles a quick let me uh, well, I say quick text from John it's a little bit lengthy but just bear with me. John yeah. says uh, regarding the Toddington travellers we all know fly tipping is illegal if I did it and got seen or caught as a house dweller I'd be prosecuted by the relevant authority they know it was the travellers who created the horrendous mess so why don't the police or councils seize the travellers' vehicles until the monies are recovered before the vehicles are returned. No vans means no rubbish collected in theory, no problem. Do you know what? If I had the authority to do it, I would go in 
I would take all the vehicles and I'd say, until, you, till, till we find out who's responsible, the brought just, you're not having any of it back. That's what I would do. That's my own response. It's the same with people who litter. I would, I would, you know, I'd find them instantly. Same with people who urinate and spit in the streets. I would bring all of that, all of that to court. I would do whatever I could. I have to act within the law. Yeah. Sadly, the law doesn't allow me to do many of the things that I would like to do because it would be regarded as draconian somehow. Um, and, but we will act within the law, and residents can be assured that we will do as much as we can, as robustly as possible, mm. and we'll make sure that people don't just do this thing with impunity. Good luck, Charles. Thanks, Ian. Thank you very much, Charles Royden, Deputy Mayor of Bedford Borough Council. I mean, he, 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 he's, not, he's not sitting on his backside. You know, he's, he's keen to get it sorted. He's as angry as you are. Probably. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Tangent time? Yes. Oh, here we go. I did want to pick him up on one thing, but I thought it was inappropriate. They're cracking down on people weeing in the street. Oh, now. Now. I'm not saying... Here's, this, I'll tell you why this struck me. I was driving home yesterday, and I drive up... It's London Road, isn't it? That, yes. Right, I was driving up London Road, and it's... For those who don't know Luton, uh, it's quite a nice residential road. Stockwell Park is... Uh, is it Stockwell Park? I always get confused Stop, with... Stockwood Park, yeah. Stockwood? Yes. Stockwood? Stockwood. Is it Stockwood? Stockwood. I went to the wrong place then the other day. Anyway, so Stockwood's there. Uh, so it's quite a nice road. Are you talking about Wardown? I don't know. Anyway... So we're driving up London Road, and there's a young fella just having a wee against the wall. Oh wow! Not even hidden. <laughs> Not even hidden. I could see. I could see everything. I could see the hose and the stream. I find that. Um, you like that, Kelly? Did you? I find that an aggressive manoeuvre. Yeah. It's kind of like marking territory. He was. He was every. I think he was trying to write his name on the wall. How young are we talking? Uh, 23. All oh, right, so not, not three. Uh, no, a three-year-old, you still think, oh, come on, that's dirty, but uh, all right. He was, he was a grown man. He was just stood there and I was driving past. And my instant reaction, I didn't do it, but my instant reaction as a man, as a human being, what I wanted to do, and I thought... Him. Yeah, I wanted to honk him. <laughs> all right, mate! <laughs> that was my thing. But... That was inappropriate. What he did then was inappropriate and disgusting. I'm sure we'd all agree with that. Did he That's... have his... Oh, right, we don't want to go into... No, we don't want to go He was facing away from the road. Yeah, but I could see it. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> exactly. My friend... Just, Kelly, just one female. second. Just one second. Oh. Just think, is this story um, appropriate for the radio or appropriate for the office? Which, which, which one? Just think before you say it, because... Neither. OK. We'll probably leave it there then, shall we? Yeah. OK. Uh, but the, the act of, of a gentleman... It's no gentleman does that. Having a little discreet um, uh, relievez-vous in the... Sometimes you have to. If no-one can see it, then no-one can be offended. If you're doing it to make a show of yourself... Oh, that's... I mean, no. If a tree, if a tree has a wee in the forest and there's no-one there... No-one's offended. Is the tree actually having a wee? Exactly. Yeah. I just think we should probably not tell that story, Kelly. The fact that you've hesitated... You don't know what it is. No, I don't know, but you do know, and you've hesitated. Really adds to what you're saying. You start it, and I'm going to hover on the faders. I'm riding the faders. My friend... Yep. Female... Okay. Went to the toilet in public. Okay. Not in the public toilets. Right. And a policeman. I think we're probably, you, should, you know, it's. Um, I think we should probably. I made. I think the yes. police have just made an appearance. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. In this story. Yeah. Okay. And they said, along the lines of, "Oi oi, 
what have we got here? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And she said, I'm really sorry, I needed to go. Yeah. They find her. Good. Get out a little fine, sent to her house. How much? Can't remember. Yeah. I think it's different for women. I don't think women should be allowed to do it in the street. I think I anyone should be doing it in front of anybody else. Isn't you not doing it in front of you're going, hey guys, whoa! That bloke was. He was, that was she disgusting. She was hidden though. They so seeked her out. They they find her they found her and they find her. Exactly. And you see? Oh wait, four five nine, four double five, five double five. It's eight fifteen exactly, BBC Three Counties Radio. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Biggleswade, the A1 southbound has one lane blocked around Biggleswade North just at the roundabout. Not showing any delays on the sensors at the moment, though. In Luton, London Road is heavy on the approach to the Kidneywood roundabout to join the M1. And then in Kings Langley, the A41 is queuing as you join the M25, the M25 itself. Anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Excellent stuff as always. It's 8.16 or thereabouts. It's Wednesday, the 9th of... Hey, it's 8.16! Oh! Nearly breakfast time. 8.16, BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for 13 tonnes of rubbish left behind at an illegal traveller's site in the town. Downing Street has confirmed that the Culture Secretary, Maria Miller, has resigned following the row over her expenses. And in sport, Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after two and a victory after Tamworth. Yeah. BBC Three Counties Radio. When you need local news. The headlines, two jailed for the killing of a teenager in Luton. When you need local travel. Queuing northbound for Welling around Junction 5 up towards Nedworth. When you need local weather. We've got plenty more showers this afternoon, becoming more widespread and quite heavy at times. BBC Three Counties Radio is here with local up-to-date news and travel bulletins throughout the day. You'll always be up to date. BBC Three Counties Radio. Those were not... You brought some police officers in yesterday. I'm allowed I to say there, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the, it's, it's always worrying. I was doing the travel or something I can't remember, yesterday, and I saw you with a couple of coppers, a, mm. a lady and a gentleman. I've forgotten their names. Sam and Tamvi. Sam and Tamvi. Uh, and then I get a buzz in my ear. Ian, are you all right to meet some police officers? <laughs> so you guess you, you, you know you, you just think oh my god what have they found out and they just wanted to come in and say hello they're fans of the station yes and they were absolutely delightful and wonderful but there is always that that sinking moment um yeah okay sure well it was uh, it was tim's birthday on sunday my producer tim yep so i i said to them when they were coming out i said can you just pretend that you've come to arrest him yeah. his face oh, when they walked into the wow. newsroom it was a picture it's the uniform isn't it yeah. there's something rather disconcerting and terrifying about I, seeing a police well, officer well I don't think there is for everybody and no? I think that's partly why Broken Britain because some people don't have that response that you and I would have if a police officer walks in uh, uh, can I speak to Mr Vernon Smith please your heart would sink a bit oh yes your stomach would be all over the shop yes you'd suddenly uh, go very hot yes a policeman knocks on the door hello is your name Mr Lee oh my goodness you know and I don't think everybody gets that. And I, 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 I think that's part of the problem. Which is why, in my opinion, you know, I go. think our police should uh, should be more frightening. Oh. 
Or going around going boo to people. No, tasering people. Yes. More frequently. No, uh, there was some very good news yesterday. Oh. Did you hear this news that apparently there are now more police officers than, than ever before oh. with tasers? Oh, Jonathan. Quite right, too. Oh, dear. Do you see these oiks? Let's, no. Give them a good zapping. Do that on your show, please. I, I'm distancing myself from... Uh, you won't be saying that when you're the victim of a crime. You'll be saying, yes, zap them. Put 50,000 watts through their bodies. Well, I'm hoping that the, pol- the police do such a good job that I won't be the victim of a crime. Yeah, but you wouldn't mind, would you? Someone breaks into your house, the police see uh, him, why not? No. Give him a good old zap. I would like them to be arrested and go through the authorities. I don't want them to well, do that after you've zapped them. Gosh. What? You are thoroughly... <laughs> What? Aggressive young man. (laughs) Oh, no, but it would be tempting, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. That's why, you see, I'd spend years training to be a police officer and then I'd blow it all in the first day. (laughs) Wouldn't I? Can you imagine? First day. Zap. Stop. Zap. Exactly. My first day on the job. Gosh, I'd wipe out half of Bedfordshire. Oh, for goodness. What's on your show, then? Get out. Well, we're talking about Bedfordshire today. Of course, oh. it's the big local story, yes, isn't it? You've been discussing course. it as well. 13 tonnes of rubbish have been removed from a lay-by in Bedford after it was dumped there by a group of travellers. The pile of waste included rubble, slate tiles, glass, garden waste and human faeces. Oh nice. Bedford Borough Council say they'll try to prosecute the travellers responsible. This comes days after travellers parked up on two football pitches in Toddington, forcing the cancellation of children's football matches. They too left mess and waste for the council to clear up. Well, this morning on the big phone in from nine, I want to know, do you believe today's news fairly represents travellers? What's been the general consensus of people so far this morning, Ian? Um, people have uh, been quite angry. But is it a fair reflection? Mm. You know, because the, the the impression that you kind of get from today's news is that this is what travellers do. Well, is that true or not? Or do you think this is just one very small minority of travellers who have caused an awful lot of unpleasantness for people in Bedford? Your views, your experiences on the big phone in 08459 455 555. Do you believe today's news fairly represents travellers? Thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You should have seen the glee on his face as he left, knowing he'd imparted his uh, taser philosophy to beds, hearts and bucks yet again. It's like I'd gi- it was like I'd, give- I'd built a soapbox for him, put it in a public place and said, here you go, sir, stand on this and, and uh, th- th- frighten the children. We were talking yesterday, <laughs> weren't we, about what happens when um, Jonathan spends too much time with police officers. It's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. Uh, I've got plenty of texts to, to read out about the travellers. I'll do that in a second. Let's go to uh, Ken is in Luton first. Morning, Ken. Morning, Ian. Ken, what would you like to say, sir? Well, if you get travellers near you... Yes. Take a camera, take a photograph of all the vehicles. Yeah. And did that man on the council say that he took their car numbers? He, he said that that was done um, uh, as, uh, I'm trying to think of a phrase. As per course, is that a phrase? Is that a phrase? Oh, I don't know. That was per- the procedure. It was the procedure. Procedure, yeah. Yeah, it's not the phrase I'm thinking of, is it? No, who done it then? As per course. Yeah, well, that's what I... It's not a phrase. No. It's done... What? Oh, hang on a minute, Ken. We'll get to the point in a second. As a matter of course. Yep. Thank you, Catherine. That's why she's my number four. Ken, 
got such a dirty look then. Uh, so, so yeah, you're right. You would think if they had those number plates, they could go and track those vehicles down. But I guess if... It, well, here's a question, Ken. What? All right. Travellers, uh, when, you, when you have a vehicle, it's registered with an address. Yes. Travellers don't have an address. So no. where would that vehicle be registered? Ah, but you see, now, ah. I used to go fishing with a police sergeant. Oh. And he told... Catch anything? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's some good. It's till the travellers come along and spoil all the fun. Yeah. But listen, no, he says that they can track their. Because uh, they have to have tax and insurance. Yeah. Uh, he said they can track it. They don't have to have a. They use a. What, what are you trying to say? Spit it out. Come on. They use another address, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's like when these travellers go from Rathkill right round the world, and and, and they still have to register a place of abode. Yes. Like, I suppose, the uh, Dale Farmer, uh, that was their address. Yeah, yeah. But this is what I can't understand, Ian. So many people are saying that now they're trying to shift the blame. When I write and rang the council up and asked them how much we had spent in the last 12 months or uh, or in the last five years on these clearing up traveller sites, I got a, an answer, well, we don't know, because half of it's Parks Department, half of it's Highways Department. Now, our council can't tell us how much them two put together adds up to. I'm still waiting for an answer, because you remember you had a traveller's programme on before? Yes. About Manor Road Wreck. And JVS didn't believe they leave excrement about all over the place. No, he said. That's like when I ring the police up, and I find out there's travellers on our park. Oh, did you see them... Uh, do the damage? Well, who else would do the damage getting into a park and park on his car? Don't you think, Ken? Don't you think? We're always a bit hard on travellers, and it may, always makes me uncomfortable when we do when, when I talk about travellers on this show because we just get. I've got these emails here, um, and a lot of them are, are thoroughly unpleasant about gypsies and about travellers, and they're not all like that. They don't all dump thirteen tons of poo in a lay-by. Some of the it's some of them are lovely, wonderful people, aren't they? They are. Doing. But they make it like it's like any society. You get the nice people and you get some of them. You know, some black people commit crimes. We don't think all black people commit crimes. Some white people commit crimes. We don't go around saying all white people are are, are criminals. You know, Spanish people commit crimes. We don't damn this. Well, that's not a good example. But we, do you know what I mean? It's it's a minority of them, and we seem to tar the uh, all of the the whole gypsy community with the same brush. Let me stop you there, Ian. Okay, Ken. I'm stopped. It's not a minority, it's a majority. How do you know that, Kenneth? Because I've had loads of run-ins with them. Well, you may have had loads of run-ins with them. It don't mean that it's the majority of them. I towed an old boy, along the A6, yes. to the garage, because he'd run out of petrol. Do you know what he had the audacity to do? Run off with me bleeding tow rope. That's the sort of people... Well, oh, Ken, maybe it was an accident. Oh, yes, sir. Maybe it was an accident. 
So you had an you had an incident with a fella who nicked a bit of rope. They used they used to have a permanent site in Elstow. If it Ken Ken right, if it let's okay, if it had been a black fella that would run off with your tow rope, would you be phoning me up now and say, well, no, but but all black people are thieves. One of them nicked me tow rope. No, exactly. All black people do what I've had experience of doing. So let me bring let's, Ken. Let me bring Sheila in. Morning, Sheila. Good morning, Sheila. What would you like to say? Well, I was two things actually. There is a young, there is a guy who uh, from the Travellers who comes on and has a chat, Ari, when there's a problem. Oh yes. Now I'm wondering whether or not he, um, he could not have a chat with his fellow friends, or um, uh, if yeah. if you've got three Ken four, Cordoza, I think is that, is that the gentleman's name? It could be yes. Cliff Cord- Cliff Cordona. That's, that's right, the fellow. Yeah. No, the other thing is, but it's like, but Sheila, that's like saying, oh, you, you know what? Uh, there were there were some uh, Muslim terrorists uh, the other day. Uh, if only that si- that Muslim fellow you get on could go and have a word with them and start. You know, they're not all on the phone to each other every day. They're not all MSM in each other. Ian. Yes, Ken. I am 60-odd. Good for you. Sheila, carry on with your point. All over this county, fishing and doing things like that. What? Fishing and... Fishing, he said fishing, Okay. And our parks and our... Now, you don't expect me... No. ...to turn around and say they're all bad if they're not. Well, you don't know that they're all bad. Let Sheila finish making her point, Ken. No, no, Ken, it's Sheila's turn. OK, right. If you've got um, four people or some young people together, or older people, whatever people... People. and People. And there's a little bit of that stuff that you smell, and it's sort of rather sweet when you smoke it. Oh, yes. Okay. Mary Jane. Yes. Now, I, I, the, the police, I believe, oh, can God. say, who's is that? Now, yes. if someone doesn't admit it, yeah. they pick... They say, OK, all of you are coming with me. Yeah. OK? Yeah. All arrested. Why can't they have a law yep. that does the same sort of thing? The as soon as the caravans are there, photos are taken, names and numbers or whatever reference, and then before they go out, they check to make sure no. if they're all and they stop from going out and they're all arrested. They're, no, because you can't do that again, Sheila. Substitute gypsies for black people. No, there's no. A, there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole street right with a load of black people living on it, um, and, or Asians or whatever. They're all of a similar background. One of them's committed a crime. We don't know who's done it, so we're going to arrest. Everybody. That's a crazy idea. But they do that when you happen to be smoking other things. Ian. How do you know, Sheila? You've been busted? No. Did they find your stash? No. You, you bitter because um, they, they took your uh, hookah pipe? <laughs> your bong? <laughs> uh, Ken, Sheila, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, that's right. I said bong on uh, BBC Local Radio. What are you going to do? Arrest me? Probably. Broken Britain. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double. Yeah, arrest all of us. That's what they'll do. You can't do it. You can't say one of you was. It, it's the equivalent, right, of someone breaking a window at school. You're all staying behind until we find out who did it. Well, that, that, that bad was example because they used to do that. They, well, they did used to do that, but that was never fair, and I still think that's unjust. That's bad teaching to say, right. One of you broke the window. Have you thirty kids? You're all staying. You're all going to sit through your dinner break, your lunch break, till we find out who did it. Because then you'd always get the Christian kid will go, "Oh, it was me. It wasn't you, Paul. Yeah, I did it. I broke the window. I'm naughty now." And it wasn't Paul. It was always um, you were just taking one for the it team. Was, it was always Dean. Mm. But you can't haul Dean out. You haven't got the evidence. I'm losing myself in this metaphor slightly, but basically... Dean doesn't care, though, does he? No. Dean will just sit there all... Dean is nuts. And now, looking back, we know that there were probably things going on in Dean's house. Yeah. You know, Dean, Dean probably had issues, and so we were all scared of him, and he was creating trouble, when really, someone should have taken him to one side and, and, and possibly, you know, got the authorities involved.
Yeah. Does that help with this conversation no, at all? No, I think it shows how it doesn't help. OK, thank you very much, Catherine, for clearing that up. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 clockwise slow going between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 25 for Enfield. And in Kings Langley, the A41 still queuing as you head south to join the M25. Also on the sensors between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout, North Orbital looking very heavy as you head towards London Coney. And in Hitchin, the A505 is queuing as you head towards the centre of town. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for what he's described as a disgusting and disgraceful mess left behind at an illegal travellers' site in the town. The council has cleared 13 tonnes of rubbish, including human faeces, left behind in a lay-by on Norse Road. The Culture Secretary, Maria Miller, who's been under mounting pressure over her expenses, has resigned. And an appeal to find the killers of Luton man Paul Foster is being renewed exactly a year after his death. 46-year-old Mr Foster was shot in Brunel Road as he left the house of a friend late at night. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town are just one win away from promotion back to the Football League after a 2-0 victory over Tamworth with goals from Cameron McGeehan and Mark Cullen. The Hatters host Braintree on Saturday but will be champions tomorrow night if Cambridge lose at Woking. His assistant manager Terry Harris. I think in an ideal world that, that would be the case yeah, because you know, you, you, you're, you're at the home um, obviously the cameras, we, we need to put performance in, the, in front of the cameras anyway we haven't really done that that much um, but you know, we, we set out at uh, 1st of July last year to, to, to win this league, um, and however it comes. In the Championship, Watford beat Leeds 3 0 with goals from Alman Abdi, Akechianya, and Troy Deeney. Here's goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain. Got a little bit sloppy in the middle of the middle of the game, but obviously the third goal killed the game off really, and it was whether or not we were going to go on and get more really, because uh, you know I have to be honest, didn't think Leeds really threatened us too much tonight. Chelsea are through to the Champions League semi-finals after Denver Bar's late goal gave them a 2-0 win over Paris Saint-Germain. Jose Mourinho's side threw on away goals. It's a good victory, but so many semi-finals for me, so many semi-finals for Chelsea. Nothing extraordinary. Good, because we lost 3-1 and to change that result is always difficult, but the players are not jumping in the dressing room or just two minutes and done. Tonight, Manchester United go to Bayern Munich after a one-all draw in the first leg. And Milton Keynes-Dons are now six points off the League One playoff places after Peterborough beat Gillingham 2-0. The Dons and Peterborough both have five games to play. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So Maria Miller is not Mrs Mills. She may be Mrs Miller, but she's not Mrs Miller. Now, the thing... I've, I've, I've worked out what's annoyed me about her resigning. And I couldn't quite work it out. And, and it was something... I don't know if, if, if Simon said it then. He said it in the 8 o'clock bulletin, I think. That Maria Miller had resigned... Because um, it was taking attention away from the party. It was, it was detracting from, from the party. Something along those lines. That's why she resigned. Not because she felt bad, 
about inappropriately taking £5,800 or £45,000. Not because of that, not because she felt bad uh, about um, a member of her team possibly, you know, kind of being slightly intimidating in phone calls. That's putting it politely. Not because she felt bad that she had um, uh, been obtrusive during the investigation. Not because she felt bad because the, the apology was, was completely inappropriate. She, she resigned because uh, it was detracting from the good work of the party. So... That's no, that would imply there may be more to the statement. I doubt it. That would imply no remorse whatsoever for what she did. It kind of shoves the blame onto the people talking about it. Y- yeah, exactly. Oh, you're so unfair. I have to quit my job because of you guys. You media making a big thing out of this. Well, hang on a minute, love. Where's the where's the where's the forty odd grand that one group said you had to pay us back? And I don't know the ins and outs of this, and I need to read a bit more on this. But if an independent body says she owes us forty four grand, and then ten of her peers say, no, no, you don't, Maria. You owe us five thousand eight hundred pounds. Uh, there's a discrepancy there that's significant. Thirty-eight thousand pounds somewhere is 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 the difference. And by resigning, does that mean that's the end of the matter? I mean, she did say she was going to pay that five thousand back, didn't she? Yeah. She's still an MP as well, by the way, guys. She's still an MP. I don't know. I don't. I don't well, you can call in about that if you want. But there's been. I've been trying to get my head around this Maria Miller thing. The last few. Days. It was obvious she was going to lose her job at some point this week. Uh, I was I was kind of thinking it was going to be tomorrow or Friday. It was today. Uh, but yes, the, 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 she's resigned because it's detracting from the party. Not because she's sorry for what she did. But because she's sorry for what members of her team did. It's because she's uh, it's detracting from the party. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. It's the number to call. Lots of texts about travellers and, uh, and gypsies and the like. Why are you scared to call in about it? I don't quite understand. And why are people, and we won't out them, because there's obviously a reason this man's doing this, but someone has has, has sent an email, and the email address shows your name, but then you've signed it as a different name. I don't know why you've done that. You obviously have your reasons. Why are people reluctant, (coughs) excuse me, to come on and talk about this? Lots of texts, got dozens of texts, and I'll read them. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll read them. I'm not, I'm not shy about doing that. But um, it, it seems odd that you would, you would send in a text but not, um, not call in. Oh, I didn't save that thing. I didn't save it. That's annoying. I didn't save me clipper spend love. <laughs> <laughs> Can you find me the spend love? Because he's, he's, uh, he's got a similar philosophy. Richard Spend Love, of course, a cracking show Saturday nights. May not be doing it for much longer. He's instead of people emailing him, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's annoyed with people emailing him. He wants phone calls. And as he said, if, if the ratio of emails to phone calls doesn't change soon, he's going to quit. Um, you don't believe it? Well, listen to the man himself. I am going to retire because I'm not going to sit here all night reading emails. No, no he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be uh, any good working for the security forces because that's what they do. Bit of politics there. Oh. Yeah, you like that? Oh, that came out of left field, I, didn't I it? Can do, yeah, he came out of the left field because that's where I sit, is in the field on the left, although the grass well, is I greener. you have permission to be there. No, I haven't. But I'm going to... Anyway, well, this is something offensive. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. I'll do some of these texts about travellers. I'd prefer it if you called in. So, um, Catherine's phone-in hasn't taken off. Oh, oh, big guys and remember that? Tiny oh, I don't cars. think you really got the attention it deserved. Anyway, let's Ka- not talk about that. No, Catherine, um, let's hand it over to you. You had a great phone in at 6.40 this morning. Yeah. 
thank you, Kelly, for reminding me of that. Uh, uh, thanks, any, Kelly. Anytime. I'm going to give you. Um, thanks, I'll give friend. You, I'll give you that pound. Um, I'm giving. I've got an incentive scheme with Kelly. Every time she does something good or tells me something about you, yeah, she gets a pound. She's your minion. So far, I've she's got not a min- quid. Min- oh, minion. Minion. Hey. Yeah, she's huh? got. She's got hmm? a pound. Huh? She's now. your minion, Dave. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Catherine, let's let's hear your phone in again. Let's watch the phones light up. My microphone is off. Kelly Betts' microphone is off. You're going solo. Let's just enjoy the um, piece for a second. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> so you can't be quiet, can you? I thought that was the emergency tape kicking. Your microphone's your off. Not on, Kelly. Oh. Cu- right. <laughs> That's the sound of, of an idiot pressing buttons. If we can rise above that, maybe we can get to a great phone-in that I came up with. Yeah, I came up with. It's called, Are You a Big Man in a Little Car? Call Me Now. There you go. Oh, eight, four, five. I'm falling out with you. 0845 double five five double five. If you're a big man in a little car and there's been some hilarity as a result oh, of that... Oh, you're adding hilarity now. OK, carry yeah, on. With hilarious consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 0845-9455555. Because people bully car sizes, don't they? Wouldn't it be great if instead of the tiny woman they assume is inside that miniature car, there is a great big hulking mammoth of a man? OK. Oh, eight four five nine four double okay. five five double five. Now, do you want my phone in? That's going to get people um, really phoning in. Do you want to hear it? Have you ever seen a tiny person in a really big car? Give me a call now. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's funny, is it? Because you see a big car, and you expect there's going to be kind of like a, a, a normal sized person in there. Oh, but, normal. We're, we're going there. But right? yeah, we are. Uh, whatever it takes. But then when it parks up, and then a wee fella gets gets out. Has that ever happened to you? Give us a call. 08459 four double five five double five. Let's, Let's see which see one they're calling wins. in for. Is it um, tiny person in a big car or big You're person in a tiny what? car? Don't, don't, don't. Hello? Yeah. Hello? There we go. This is going to be good. I'm just going to put you straight through. You put them straight through. This is awesome. Um, Here we someone go. on the line saying something, but you probably won't be able to hear him. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Uh, it's Stephen. Stephen, are you a big man in a tiny car, or have you got a story about a tiny person in a big car? I'm six foot six. Yes. And I used to drive a Citroen AX. That and that is a that's a small car, is it? Uh, it's tiny. Yeah. Why did uh, you w- Why did you have a tiny car? It was my first car, and it was cheap. Catherine, it's your phone, and you, you try and make this interesting. Okay. I can make it interesting. Yeah, Kushkan. What happened? I had, like, I had a really tubby friend who would sit in the back, and when we went round corners, like a bit fast, the wheel arch would scrape against the tyre. <laughs> That's great. That's your lot, I'm afraid. That's beautiful. I really appreciate it. You proved me you're right. Welcome. And um, yeah. you're a wonderful, warm human being and a tall human being. Thank you. Yeah. Good to speak to you. Thank you. Bye. Right, okay. So we. Okay. Uh, Is that I a written re- apology I hear no, you No, no, I can re- I, ma- I can rephrase your phone in to make it a, a catchier if you want. Got any stories about your fat mates? What? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. That's what that was. It was a story about his fat mate. It was a the story fact about that he was big. No, the fact that he was big in a little car was irrelevant. The fact the story there was he had a fat mate that sat in the back of the car. 
You say you want to do a st- offensively. Up. You say fat mate. I say big. That's two big men in a small car. That's a double win for me. Nobody's a winner in this. Certainly not the listener. Radio wins. Radio never wins when we're involved. I don't can concern. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's redress the balance. Have you ever seen a really big car, maybe a lorry, <laughs> and then a wee person's got out? That must have um, really stirred up some emotions for you when you saw that happen. Maybe share it. And if the story's funny, then all the better. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. The phone's ringing. Oh, 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 I hope they're not calling him with a fat friend um, story. It's Stephen again. Do you oh, want to put him back on? Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, all right, go back. Oh. All right, there you go. Stephen! Yeah, sorry, I, I, sorry, I forgot a bit. That didn't involve my fat friend. Oh, I, had, I had another car, and I could was it, drive was it tiny? Was it tiny, this car? It was low in that it was a, a Volkswagen Corrado, and I could stick my head out the sunroof and drive. Brilliant. Job done. There you go. Thank you. It's dangerous. I, I wouldn't recommend it. No, you should have been wearing a helmet. That's true. And I had to take my seatbelt off. So again, Steve. Not that good. Great stories. I, I mean, great stories. Have you got? Have you ever seen um, like a big lorry or a really big car? And you've thought, oh, I bet there's a big person driving that. And then they've parked up, and a wee person's got a wee fella's got out. Have you ever seen that happen? Uh, no. Thanks for calling, Steve. Can I have a go at phone in? Good phone in. Can I have a go at phone in? Why? Car songs. No, what? Here we go. Oh, I know where this is going. Aldi, you do what you do to me. Instead of how do, Aldi. No, we're not doing that. Okay. I know. Oh wait, four five nine. No. Four double five. Five double five. Okay, right. Okay. Is it, have we got anything for the last? No, 15? this is why I'm worried now. This is ridiculous. You're I, killing my phone in. I'm not killing your phone in. Your phone in is bobbins. Who got the call? <laughs> Yeah, you got the two calls from the same bloke. How cheap is your love? None of those uh, stories were worth broadcasting. You know, on any other day of the week, you wouldn't, that wouldn't have gone to air. talking about? Stephen had a relevant point. It was rubbish. Was a brilliant point. Phone call, phone call! Hello, do we count If it's Stephen again, tell him we're, we're not in. Sitting here in bed listening to Three Counties, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, gosh. This is, this is not one, good. It's one of them. No, no, I think it's... Oh, it's one of them. Yeah. Or is it a complaint? Oh. Goes to oh. Is it a complaint? Can I put you straight through to have a chat with Ian quickly? Can I pop you straight through to have a quick chat with Ian? Oh. Oh. She That's wants no. to know what we all look like. Well, uh, tell her. We'll tell her after this. She wants Travel to know what you look like. Beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise, slow going between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Also between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout, North Orbital still very heavy as you head towards London Coney. In Luton, the London Road slow at the Kidneywood roundabout to join the motorway. And in Biggleswade, the A1 southbound has a lane blocked at Biggleswade North just by the roundabout um, after a lorry broke down, but we've got no delays on the sensors. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Not that it's relevant, Alice, because you're excellent at your job, but we've got a caller who's called in. She's listening to the radio in bed. She wants to know what we all look like. So, Alice, could you describe yourself? Um, sure. I have brown hair and glasses. Excellent stuff. She does. I've seen a picture of her. She does have brown hair and glasses. 
This is, uh, it's 8.46, it's Wednesday the 9th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson says the council will aim to prosecute those responsible for 13 tonnes of rubbish left behind at an illegal traveller's site in the town. The Culture Secretary Maria Miller has resigned following the row over her expenses. And in sport, Luton are one win away from promotion after beating Tamworth 2-0 and Watford beat Leeds 3-0. 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather now. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A bright and sunny start this morning. It's a little chilly out there, but it will warm up gradually. The sun is shining and we can see the blue sky. It's not going to stay this bright, though. The cloud will increase as we head through the afternoon, so becoming predominantly cloudy later. But it's still pleasantly warm. The wind a little lighter than it was yesterday, so the maximum temperature a little bit warmer. 15, 16 Celsius later on today, 61 degrees in Fahrenheit. The hanging on to the cloud overnight will get one or two breaks in it through the middle part that will allow the temperature to drop fairly chilly when that happens down into single figures again minimum five six celsius for thursday it's a similar day bright and sunny tomorrow morning but then the cloud increases through the afternoon but the temperature similar and still fairly warm 15 16 celsius the maximum for thursday that's 61 degrees in fahrenheit Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. Here until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got some text here about uh, the travellers. Kenny Redbourne says, even if it's only a minority of travellers on a site that makes the mess, why don't the decent majority on the same site make sure the mess is cleaned up so that overall they leave a good impression of their stay? Leslie in Watford says, check out the waste left down by Watford B&Q about 15 years back. Well... Um, Okay, The Environment Agency had to clear two cars out of the river as well as all the other rubbish they leave. And Ian, travellers are like that. They all behave the same way. 08459 455 555. Richard and Flittick. The Deputy Mayor proves the point. One law for house dwellers, but no equivalent for travellers. Mess by Poplars Toddington uh, was horrendous. Law needs change. Dave says, Ian, we have enough money to clean all this muck left by travellers, but we've just sacked 16 road cleaners that we can't afford. How does that work? Uh, And Jake in Bedford says, whilst I'm also angry about the waste left by this group, I can't think of another group where it would be okay for callers, including the deputy mayor, to talk about them in such sweeping ways. This shower, these people, and other terms which suggested all travellers behave in the same way. Would it be okay for the Deputy Mayor to approve of taking preemptive votos of, say, a group of black people? Well, that's the point I was making, uh, Jake. That if you replace the word traveller or the word gypsy with Pakistani or Muslim or Chinese or women or gays, or, do you see what I mean? If you change it to another minority group then suddenly it sounds um, uh, very aggressive, doesn't it? It sounds... uh, uh, Well, you wouldn't do it. 
hey, uh, the, uh, a, a black man stabbed another black man. Aren't all black people violent stabbers? Don't they all run around with knives stabbing each other? Well, no, they don't, and you can't say that. Did you hear there was a burglary last night? A white, two white guys broke into an old person's house and stole loads of stuff. All white people are thieves. You, you, you wouldn't say it, and you can't say it. It's unfair to say, because of this instance of the, the travellers dumping rubbish, and we've heard others, you can't then say, well, they're all like it. That lot. Those, that, those travellers, those gypsies, they're all the same. You can't say it. You can't extrapolate like that. 08459 555 uh, is the uh, telephone number. Let's do a couple more of these and then we'll go to the phones. Um, John from Datchworth says, read the Toddington Travellers. We all know fly tipping is illegal. If I did it and got caught uh, as a house dweller, I would be prosecuted by the relevant local authority. They know it was the travellers who created the horrendous mess. So why don't the council, uh, why don't the police or council seize the travellers' vehicles until the monies are recovered? Anonymous says, and they've signed it anonymous. That's odd, isn't it? Anonymous says, Ian, when they pulled on, oh, did you sign it anonymous? Anonymous. I just wanted to say it was anonymous. Okay. Well, so I put it was anonymous. But by there being no name, I would have gathered it. That, that's anonymous. That's what anonymous means. Mm. I've now assumed it's signed by anonymous. Well, they, they didn't sign it. That's the problem. Exactly. Yeah. 08459 555. Ian, when they pulled onto the pretty park where I live in Barton Hills, Luton, they spread the vans across the park to make it unusable to Luton Council taxpayers. When they moved them on, they left loads of rubbish. They had just dumped and smashed TVs and human excrement all by the entrance to Bramwoods, where children, uh, I remember this, children and dog walkers like to go and walk. When anyone tried to walk across the park, they got t- told it was their park. Um, and uh, Boris says, let's do this last one. Got the answer to the gypsy problem. Uh, the, the gypsy problem. Got the answer to the gay problem. Got the answer to the black problem. I, I, I feel uncomfortable saying it. I'm, I'm reading it out, Boris, but I, 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 I think the language is just a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit aggressive. Whether you mean it to be or not, it just seems to be. Got the answer to the gypsy problem. As soon as they arrive on a new site, the police should take a £5,000 cash bond off them or an equivalent value car. They then get it back when they leave the site at least as tidy as when they arrive. The problem solved. It's not the... Would you do the same thing to, uh, again, you know, to a group of young people going to a nightclub? Right, what we're going to do, there's a group... Every group that comes in, we're going to take 100 quid off the group and if you behave... You get your hundred quid back tomorrow morning. If you can get home safely, we'll take the. You get your hundred quid. There's a slight difference in that they're not doing something illegal in the yeah, first place. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, yeah, there is that. But if they, but if it's illegal for them to be on there, then boot them off. I guess is the thing. Oh eight four. We've got eight minutes of the show left. I know Jonathan's going to be talking about this. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to give us a call, um, Teddy boys in Luton. Morning, Teddy. Teddy. Hello. Yes. Hello, Teddy. Um, yeah, so I was away from the radio yesterday. I missed your smelly story. How and dare you? I was wondering you? if you could refresh my mind. How dare you be away from the radio? What were you doing? Working. What do you do? But, um, I, I deliver parcels. Oh, okay. You're a parcel. Oh, okay. So you were listening in the van and then you had to pop out for a bit. Uh, yeah, basically. Okay. Well, you know when um, uh, people aren't in. Yeah. Do you ever. You go and d- deliver them sometimes to, to their neighbours. Do you ever get yeah. a neighbour that's a bit grumpy and says, oh, I don't want to. Not another parcel. I don't want to take that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why are people. I tell you why I'm saying that. I've got a parcel uh, waiting for me. Not waiting at my address. It's waiting at number five. Number five is the person who famously doesn't. Every time I go and get the parcels, 
yeah. I, I get a real, I get a real, I get skunk eye, Teddy. I get skunk eye pointed at me, and a real, oh, this has to stop, attitude. Well, it's not my responsibility, it's not my fault they're going over they, to number um, five. They can say no. Of course they can say no. They don't have to say yes, they just want the problem. They, they do, and, and and if they mention something today, I'm going to say, look, you have, you know, if, if when the delivery deliveries come, you can say no to them. It's not my Sing responsibility. A song. Huh? Just say no. Sing that to them. Just say, just that would look a little bit weird, wouldn't it? If I, she's an old lady, if I suddenly on her doorstep started singing a song that's uh, 32 years old, that that would be odd. Yeah, she might think you're talking about something else. Yeah, exactly. Might think I'm talking about drugs. The bong. Yeah, the, the bong. Uh, Teddy, uh, oh, right, the, so the smell story. Catherine is our, our smell correspondent. I, I won't say why. I went to buy a, a toasty maker, and I'd done that thing where you, cl- you click and collect. Yeah. Um, it was so... You know where it is. It was at the... Um, that, um, is it a blue shop? Yeah. Yeah, in, so Luton. It's in the right area. Then. Yeah, yeah, in Luton. So I went there, and as I came out of the shop, I didn't notice it when I went in, but maybe that's because I've become accustomed to it. As I came out, there was this really strong smell, and at first it smelled sweet, like slightly um, suntan lotion-y, but then it turned to what can only be described as a, a cat wee smell. Yeah. Is that what you smelt? I'm going to ask you another question about it, though. Go on. Um, was it sort of slightly misty? Yeah, it, it, was, yeah, a dr- the it was a really yeah. drizzly day. Yeah, and was it early-ish? It must have been about... Just gone half past 11. Right. I used to work at the the, uh, the sports grounds in that area where you are talking about. Okay. Right. And what it is, on the misty mornings when the wind is in the south, the smell comes up the river from the sewage works and it clings on the mist and follows to the river Lee. And that's what your smell is. Do you reckon... Why yeah, would it smell a bit it. sweet, though? It smelled chemically. <laughs> well, it depends on what you've been eating, I suppose. <laughs> nice. They, that's where it comes from. I used to work in, at the, the, the sports ground, and the, the guys that I used to work with had been there, you know, basically since it had been built. Um, and so they know a lot about it. We'll see what we can do, Peter. Um, and that <laughs> right, is, thanks, that's where it comes from. All right, it's worth a thought, isn't it? My thought on this, actually, if I can interject, is um, when are we going to get some toasted sandwiches? They're, they are delicious. Yeah, I know. I love. I've had them before. I've forgotten how good the seventies could taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go- the thing about toasted sandwiches, at Breville's, is that you'll enjoy it for like a month, mm-hmm. and then you go, oh, oh, I couldn't eat that, and it'll go in the back of the cupboard for for three years, and then three years later, you go, oh, I forgot we had this. We want some toasted sandwiches. I add infinitum. I can't manage yep. two at the moment, but um, I'm building up to tournament standard. Okay, well, there'll be a puddle of oil. Where you've had it standing there as well. There's, there, well, there is a puddle of oil when Catherine stands in one place for a what? long time. I wondered what that was. How rude. Teddy, thank you very much indeed. Seriously, bring it in, we'll have a right laugh. We're watching you making toasted sandwiches and then us eating them. There's some, something about this sounds like a trick, but no, I don't know what it could it, be. No, no, no trick. I love a toasted sandwich, Jason. Hello, mate. Hello, mate, what have you got for me? Uh, a couple of car stories. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, first one, years and years ago, uh, we used to know this bloke. He was only tiny. We used to call him Webbo, because uh, there was a John Smith advert out years ago, Watch Out for Webbo. Oh, yeah. And he, he bought himself a big estate car. Yes! And the first time he did it, he opened up the hatchback on it, and he couldn't reach up to close it. <laughs> <laughs> tiny and, men in big car stories. I love it. That's one all. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was years before mobile phones, and he had to go up knocking on houses, oh. getting one of his mates and had to come back. And oh. then he attached a bit of string to the back of it so he could pull it down afterwards. Oh, no, that's terrible. 
Yeah. That's terrible. He had to go and knock on someone's... Hello, mister, can you help me shut the roof on my car, please? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, another one that we had, again, years ago, I was in a van with uh, a guy who used to work in the steelworks, and they're uh, driving down the motorway, come off the slip road, brakes didn't work too well on the van, went into the back of this car. Oh, uh, it was out, well, you know. The guy got out, he's fuming, he's shouting at you idiots, you effing, you know, really going oh, for dear. it. And then I, I got out of the car, and I'm six foot six. My mate got out of the car, he's six foot six. We're all, we're both big built steel workers, and this bloke I've never seen a, a, a face go as white as quick. And, and, and he, he, oh, 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 he said, uh, I, I think you've hit me car. And it was good just that uh, we were, he was about five foot five. Yeah. You've scared just a tiny bit. He suddenly changed from this really aggressive bloke to me and my mate stood around him, towering over him, and all the colour drain out of him. It was quite good to see, actually. Jason, myself, thank you very much indeed. So, so my story's one. No, T1. Mine's here. No, we haven't got time for that. My story's one, because your story's ended up as fat man in a car, funny fat story, funny fat story, and uh, big men threatening small men. Is that really the way you want this show to go? Is it really? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 northbound, heavy going around Junction 13 for Milton Keynes. Still got some delays on the M25 anti-clockwise, which is slow between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. In Kings Langley, the A41 queuing as you join the M25. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Excellent stuff this morning. Thank you to all of your calls. Don't forget, you can email me, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk or go to facebook.com forward slash Official. JBS is up next. I'll be back tomorrow. Till then, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, our top local story today, 13 tonnes.